Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Real Deep Cuts podcast. Today, we're going to be reviewing the 2010 Ugandan gem, Who Killed Captain Alex by Nabwana IgG. Afterwards, we'll have some general film discussion of things regarding news, physical media, things we watch throughout the week. My name is Ray. And my name is Jeremy. And my name is Richard. Hope everyone out there is having a good week. Um, it's been an eventful week for all of us, I think. But uh, how are you guys, man? I am doing good. Thanks for asking, Ray. Uh, the week awesome. has been pretty okay. Pretty, uh, pretty weak and packed. Uh, you know. Yeah. Full same of movies, here. I guess. I, at least in comparison, I know. Probably mm-hmm. not to Jared. This guy watches movies every day, but every other day, I feel quite, quite fulfilled with my cinema intake. Okay, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. My, my, my weekend was pretty eventful, but the week itself was kind of jam-packed so I'm, I'm on the same boat how about you jer uh yeah pretty pretty good week can't complain uh yeah. as you guys mentioned did watch a lot of movies i was just plowing through cronenberg mm-hmm. to get ready for crimes of the future which we'll talk about on this episode but um Absolutely. other than that you know also ready to talk top gun now that you guys have finally seen it very excited actually <sighs> i, I did want to beautiful. mention my uh, my trip to the theaters. I had two trips to the theaters oh, this yeah. week. Um, so I've told this to you guys before. And if I had a lawyer, they'd probably advise me to not talk <laughs> about this. But I'm going to do it anyway because I'm getting cocky. This is like the classic story where the, where the criminal just says a little bit too much after a few too many drinks at a bar somewhere and gets himself caught. And I'm just really loving this freedom I found. So basically I ordered two or I ordered um, for a good, really good price, all these little vouchers uh, for AMC theaters, uh, like free, like a black movie ticket, whatever mm-hmm. is a free movie of your choice. And then large popcorn and large drink. And so the black tickets I used uh, to, I I had three of them. I used them already. Uh, and you can only use them on the site, and they're only one-time use, obviously. Wait a second. Really quick, what's a black ticket? Because I'm not it's, getting it's just It's just uh, like a free voucher, I guess. Like a, It's a code that you use. So if you go to AMC's website and you enter the code, you basically get that movie for free. Okay. So I just used it for a couple, for a few movies already, and I, I bought I got all of these vouchers for like I think it was twenty bucks for like a fifty dollar value or something, probably more. So it was okay. a really good deal. Essentially, okay. not technically free, but um, we'll get into why it's it's we're seeing some good returns from that because <laughs> I, good every time I have it on my phone, it's like a it's like I got, I receive these digitally, and I have the pictures on my phone. The first time this happened, I showed them, hey, like, you know, this is my yeah. code. And they're like, oh, just hold it up there. And I hold it up to the scanner. It's not working. And I'm like, shit, is this thing that I get ripped off? Right, yeah. It's like, oh. And then she tries it. And she's like, oh, try turning up your brightness. Try zooming in. And I do all that stuff. And it's just she gets fed up. And she's like, you know what? Just We're just going to give it to you for free. Oh, I'm like, oh really? Okay, cool. <laughs> and then I have was like, I also have a... I also have like a the free large drink one. She doesn't even bother with that. I think she tries it for like two seconds and she's like, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you that for free too. I was like, really? And then I just stood there like when I got my stuff, I was like, then I don't know what to do. I thought I didn't have to pay for anything. And she's like, you're good. And I'm like, okay, sweet. You know, I got free popcorn and I didn't yeah. use my voucher. It was going to be free already, but I didn't use the voucher, which got me thinking mm-hmm. every time I was going to, I was just going to try to use my voucher, right? 
And every time I've gone to the same AMC, which I will not mention because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Uh, it's the same story. They're just they try it for like two seconds and they're like, yeah, we'll just give it to you. And I'm like, oh, and I have a drink one as well. I right, will give that to you as well. <laughs> so I've done this probably <laughs> I've done this probably five times. And every time I feel like my performance is getting better or worse, I might be overplaying <laughs> it because it's like every time I have to pretend like I just have this thing here. I don't know. Maybe it works or not. And then they try it and then they're like, oh, man, it's not working. And I'm like, oh, geez. That sucks. And then, then, uh, they, they're just, you know, tell you what, I'll give you something. For, I'll give you one for free. I'm like, Oh, you are the best. <laughs> like you're seriously. <laughs> wow. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really hamming it up and it's been, it's been working. Man. And, you know, I mean, obviously I don't want to, I don't want to rip off theaters. I want to keep them alive. I'm not, I just, uh, yeah. You know, so man, that popcorn and like soda combo is so expensive. Though. It is. It but is. I paid nine dollars for a, Come on a regular popcorn. <laughs> Dude, trust me, I realize the value that I'm getting out of this non-functioning ticket. I mean, I'm assuming it is functioning. It just their readers suck. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm not complaining. So you know, last time when I went to go um, pull my same trick, pull my same move, uh, I was like, you know. I'm feeling like treating myself. It's a good day. I got free popcorn and a drink again. I'm going to get a hot dog. I haven't got a hot dog in a while. A classic combo. You got your soda, your popcorn, and you got your hot dog. So I wanted to pay for the hot dog, obviously. I don't have a free hot dog voucher. And so I'm like, hey, I want one of those all beef dogs. And they're like, sure, it's going to be a little bit because we have to make more. I'm like, sure, that's fine. So I go to my seat in the theater and I place my big bucket of popcorn. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I really don't like when they like I, they, I feel like they think it's cute or maybe management tells them to do it. I don't like it when they like overfill the popcorn bucket. I think it's like just a disaster waiting to happen. Personally, <laughs> it's I messy. Just, yeah. It's yeah, messy. Yeah, you're, yeah. Bound to, you're bound to lose at least a few popcorns. And I'm just like, if you just leveled it out, I would be fine. I'm not that because these are refillable after all, you know, like it's it's that's what I'm paying for. Maybe it's just like not it. as advertised, you know, I get, I get it. Like, it's probably like, you know, the whole corporate, like we got to overfill them. You got, they got to see that thing is big. They're paying $16 for that. Whatever. I personally would rather have it level. So it, there's no accidents. There's no hazards. But so I place my popcorn on the seat. It's like, this is my seat. Place my big drink there. And I go back to see how my hot dog's doing. Still not ready. I go to the bathroom. And then I come back, hot dogs still not ready. And I'm like, what's, how long does it take to make a hot dog? You know, like, and I'm just sitting there like, what's going on here? And then like, the basically takes about 15 minutes before I walk over there. I'm like, Hey, I don't want to be that guy. Cause I have been ripping you off and this is probably karma, but <laughs> why what's going on with the hot dog? like you know i just checked the temperature and like this is this is not like the right temperature to serve it at and i'm like okay and i'm like dude this the is hell? totally yeah i don't know that he was sticking the little thermometer needle there and i was just like okay whatever this is it this is what i paid for the hot dog. the one time i decided to get something else to pay for it's real this karma, is what happens man. it's real karma well i get my hot dog finally and then of course i have to dress it i came i so i hate sitting through 30 minutes of the same trailers that I've been seeing, especially going to the movies often. Yeah. It's, it's maddening. It's just like, Oh my God. I, I, I don't mind the Nicole Kidman one. That one is, is my favorite, but like, really? I, I saw one. that twice. I and hate I'm sick that of one. Already. Yeah. 
No, she, it's because I relate to her, you know, going to the movies by herself and just like <laughs> sitting in an empty theater, like her character speaks to me. But um, other all the other trailers, it's like I got sick of like men, that movie. I didn't go see it. Be, I think a lot of it is because of the trailer. Oh. Just really made me not want to see it anymore because it was just mm-hmm. I saw it so many times. Any, yeah. And anyway, so. I don't I get there usually like right around the time the movie quote unquote starts because I know that I have about 30 minutes of trailers. That's how insane it is now. It's 30 fucking minutes of trailers. So but by the time that I get my hot dog, it's like it's movie time probably. So I dress my hot dog. I go inside the theater. There's a guy sitting in my seat and he moved the popcorn over. And I'm like, what the oh. fuck? And I and I <laughs> And I'm like, I look at my ticket. I'm like, I'm like E10. And he's like, yeah, we got like E5 through 10. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And I'm pulling out my phone. Like this guy's going to be so embarrassed. And then I, (laughs) and then I see that I have like E17 or something. Like I'm way down. I'm not even off by one. I'm way down. And I'm like, oh fuck, this is embarrassing, dude. This is, this is karma times two. Like this is all coming back. So now I have to do the awkward, like take my bucket of popcorn that he had yeah. to move and be like, oh, I got it wrong, man. I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, it's all good. And I have to now walk all the way down the aisle like a fucking idiot. And then oh my God. I now have to sit down. They have these big, they have these leather chairs that are really comfortable, but they are in pairs. So I'm now sharing one with this random guy. Yeah. And as soon as I'm putting my stuff down, because now I have a hot dog, I have a fat ass drink and I have this big, large bucket of popcorn, which the reason why I set them down in the first place, so I didn't have to carry them all at once. Now I'm setting, I'm getting situated the top of my popcorn tips over all over my own seat. And I'm just like, this is why I don't like when they fucking top it off like this. And so now there's popcorn and there's butter everywhere. And I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is and great. This is great. Here. This is what I get for fucking pulling this game with Wait, AMC. How did you not know where your seat was? Did you like didn't because I'm an idiot? I mean I, I saw I thought I knew. I was <laughs> is it somewhat so, close. I was gonna say, so it's not select seats. It was more it, it was it selected select seats. seats. Yeah. So I was just like I'm E ten, I think, right? That's what I my mind told me when I looked at the ticket and my, my memory told me it was E ten and then I was off. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, oh. so you were were you at least you were you were not even I was in the same public. row. I was just not I was just off by like six numbers. Okay. You know, far left or something. Yeah, I was like all the <laughs> way down. So, you know, but me and that random guy uh that I sat next to, he did one thing I really appreciate about him, he did not once when I spilled the popcorn, he didn't even mm-hmm. bat an eye. He could have been that guy to like look over and be like, this fucking guy. But he didn't. <laughs> could have let out a groan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't give me that awkward look, oh shit, sucks to be you, man. Like he didn't <laughs> give me that. He just kind of kept looking straight and I was like, Man, this guy's kind of I think we're off to a good start here of our our two hour long journey together in this movie and um yeah we bonded i think without any words of course you know it was such an intense thrill ride chemistry man and you know got to enjoy the part of my popcorn that wasn't spilled and yeah then my hot dog was i want to say it was pretty cold still so (laughs) what were they doing to that hot dog (laughs) i want to know if they were threw that shit in the easy bake oven i'm gonna get conspiratorial and be like this is the fucking guy you could microwave a hot dog easier (laughs) i want to know what they were up to but yeah that was that was my journey on to the theater so be wary you know karma's still real no matter how much you know, you think you've beat the system. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I did really, you guys have yeah. anything interesting on your journey to the theaters? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Like the Nicole Kidman ad. It's getting, was just like yeah, it's getting, it was weird, man. Is there a meme going around that I'm not sure of? Yeah, well, uh, we looked at each other. I remember me and Rich literally. Like, I've never seen that. Is, no, is, we is, have. Is it, like, is it the is it the outburst that that guy had? I don't I don't think I ever saw it, but I just saw kind of yeah. like the Twitter fad for it. But I just never kind of. It was actually it. Uh, it was loggable on Letterboxd at one point. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> and I saw some one of my what a people I follow liked it and like reviewed it. Wait, so like, break down this meme for us then, really yeah, quick. Just, we didn't get it. It's just an obnoxious ad it's, that shows through every AMC theater every, oh, okay. for every movie, and it's just really cheesy. But you know. There's something about it. There's something about the language. There's Wait, something was there the- was there not like this guy that had an outburst kind of in the in a screening? And I feel like I'm I the mean, only thing I've seen is a guy standing up and saluting the screen during. Is that the what movie. it is? Okay, that's, that's the only thing I've I only seen. remember like these thumbnails going on and it was during Twitter and it was just trending extremely oh, hard. Man. So okay, now I get mm-hmm. it. That that was a weird moment. I I, I remember People we were, were in the shouting middle. and cheering. During yeah, that? we were yeah, in the was, middle of the theater. Like it's not awesome. Like, <laughs> it's not. We literally looked at each other. I was like, I looked at Rich eyes. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then. It was just odd. I was like, everyone was screaming and cheering it yeah. on. I was like, I might oh, be, I, I might normal. be, a, I might be a grumpy girl or something. But yeah, just anybody that just starts overly cheering for anybody. Yeah, I thought they were just going to be obnoxious. And immediately I mean, puts me off the theater. So. There's just been a lot of times where I've been in the movies, and it's just me, myself, and Nicole Kidman in that theater. <laughs> and so you know, it really resonates with me. But it's it's funny you mentioned. I didn't know that there was like that much of a cult like behavior in theaters when it was that came on. but i do know this is a good segue into the morbius fucking return to theaters oh and how that's turning God. into a people are shouting during the are we gonna bring that up right now right now we got it well i wanted to follow up with last week we talked about jared leto and we talked about the oh that's right ability yeah. of morbius and like is this a movie <laughs> that's worth watching to hate watch because that seems to be the thing now it's like it's so bad it's good you got to watch because of the meme and I was skeptical, and I was right to be skeptical, guys. I was, because I wasn't skeptical, ah, but I'm surprised sorry. you were. You're catching me off guard now. I was I skeptical. Be, right I was skeptical. That. Is this a fucking? Well, I was skeptical, like that. Not that. Not that the movie was going to be good. Skeptical of the idea that, like, is this a fun trend to follow? The movie train, yeah. yeah. Or just in general, don't worry, bro. you, you want to know why? That much. You, <laughs> I, didn't think I don't know, man. You, you seemed ready to morb. You seemed ready to morb. Ready to morb. I, I just enjoy that word. You could throw that word into any sentence and just get a good laugh. Um, I was not. I was not on the morb train, and you know, no, I wasn't. And I'm glad that I wasn't because the the stocks for that meme have plummeted. And you want to know why? Fucking Jared Leto ruined it. Of course, you leave it to him. The Morbius. Oh, yeah. Tra- the Morbius like train started and then he made a TikTok where he was like oh, reading a screenplay God. and the cameraman goes over and reveals it's the screenplay for Morbius 2. It's Morbin time. And he's like, oh, you can't read that. It's oh, so he's so God, cool. Man. He has to be in on the joke. Right. And as soon as he's in on the joke, the meme is dead. Flatline. There's this no podcast f- is officially now like a Jared Leto hate. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, but here, here's the, here's the best part about it. Here's the best part. All the Morbin, all the Morb heads were really thrilled that they were able to, you know, get this movie in theaters, Mm -hmm. um, again after, you know, it's, it performed terribly and it's this awful movie that no one actually really likes. Mm -hmm. And all the Morb heads were like, we did it guys. Like the, the more, this Morbius sweep, the hashtag Morbius sweep, summer of Morbius, whatever. 
They got their movie in theaters. Obviously, Jared Leto's happy, you know, because and that's another sign that you shouldn't be happy about it. But the best part is, <laughs> well, it you only can't made... be happy. It bombed. It bombed the first time, and when they re-released it, it still yeah, didn't bring anything. Again, that's what I was gonna say. It only made eighty-five thousand yeah, dollars. So like... Jared Leto can't be that happy. What was the average people... for each theater? It was like eighty-two dollars or something. It was around eighty dollars. Every... Yeah, for every that is that it really so now I got to that bomb twice. Your movie yeah. didn't bomb once. It got to bomb twice. So you know, which he is killed hilarious. his own meme. He killed his own meme, he killed his own more train, and the movie flopped twice. And uh, yeah, so the hype is over. Morbius, the, the Morbius stream is dead. So I just want to follow up with been. that. I was right. It's not worth it. Don't the invest in the Morbius over. meme. The stocks have plummeted. It's time to move on to the next thing, the Elvis train, baby. Well, That's know. where it's oh, Maybe it's man. not dead, but I will say it Elvis becomes Elvis. a lot less funny when the kid you're bullying starts to laugh with you. And you're just, yeah. hey, we're bullying you. Don't totally. laugh. <laughs> it was already losing steam. I think this was like a wrench in the engine for sure. Yeah. But um, that's it. That's the most I'll talk about Jared Leto. I promise. I really don't want to go further than that. Let's get into who killed Captain Alex. So I'm going to give like a bit of a synopsis uh, from Letterboxd. Recognized as Uganda's first action film, Who Killed Captain Alex is about the aftermath of a police raid in Kampala in which a police captain is killed. So there's 23K views on Letterboxd right now. And to note views a few things, yeah. Oh, views. yeah. Views, views, yeah. Views. There's like, okay. to note a couple things. One, apparently, this will, had like a $200 budget, but it was actually, how much was it, Jer? You remember? $85 like bucks. How was it? $285. I don't know. Well, I mean, how can you really tell? It was roughly $200 yeah. budget, sub $200 budget. It was an and apparent, yeah. More research, and it was $85. Okay. It was only $85. And they lost like most of the film throughout outages in Uganda or something like that. In the beginning like, of the film, it says he yeah, it's deleted. Right? He deleted it was, the original to make a file to film, make dude. room. <laughs> Because he only had so much room on his laptop. Yeah. So it's, it's, this is like just a mysterious movie. And that synopsis does not do any justice to the film. I feel like that film is just 68 minutes of just insanity. And that synopsis is like one part of that 68 minutes. But we'll get into it right now. I think all we can really talk about is initial thoughts, just due to the fact of the insanity of insanity of the film. And I just, I don't know if we can even go into a direction talking about this film, but let's start with Rich. Initial, Initial thoughts, thoughts, fun, yes. nonsense, kind of just <laughs> all over the place. Honestly, just no sense is made during that film. Yeah. But they don't really have to. It's not the point. At least, I don't know, maybe it should be a point. But like, I still, I just enjoyed it. It was totally wacky what really pushed that you know whole experience i had was just the narration yep dude um, oh my god so, vj uh, emmy yeah vj the narrator is separate from the movie or was that something that he did it after? was after separate yeah, yeah. So it was after, after the movie actually released yeah yeah this guy must just added his hilarious commentary on top of it because What's his name again? JVM. VJ, VJ, like EJ. video jockey. And yeah, video. Okay. Okay. I, so I, I couldn't, yeah. I just didn't know if he had anything to do with the original film or not. If this was how Ugandan movies 
are supposed to be, you know, just I feel like he's just a guy fun. who, yeah, okay. like he, he well, was I, explaining I, it from that cultural, like, this is what our village watched. This is what it was important to us. So he's like commentating, like as if he's a fan, as if like yeah. other people are fans, like in that central community. <laughs> okay, because like, I yeah. watched it on Tubi, <laughs> the, the streaming service Tubi, because I just looked it up mm-hmm. and it said it was on Tubi. I didn't know it was actually on YouTube. On, I didn't know. So I just yeah, I make I totally a Tubi account. I don't remember. And, and that's why I'm, I'm thinking to myself, cause there's, it's, it's almost when I was watching it, I thought, is this dubbing? It sounded like, because people are speaking in their subtitles underneath, yeah. but then there's this other guy's subtitles over the subtitles. So I was just, are we, are we, are we, are we spoiling right now? Or would we just still being general? Nah, I don't think that's, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I can't was talk just, about who I, killed Aptin Alex. That's yeah, the, we, we that's can't. I was just that. wondering why there's dubbing over these already <laughs> given subtitles and there's subtitles. For, so I realized pretty quick that it wasn't dubbing, it was narration, but it was yeah. just, I, I also realized really quick that it makes it way more fun and it's, this this oh, video yeah. jockey or, yeah yeah uh, guy is, is absolutely hilarious and he <laughs> loves this movie just as much as mm-hmm. all the people who made it so yeah he's like he's like mystery science theater like he's he loves the movie to obviously as a reverence for it but he also like yeah. is shitting on it and making jokes about mm-hmm. it at the same time right. and it's just it's amazing he's yeah what, i gotta ask what you, are your you guys thoughts? were you guys not bothered by that like what after like what? a while yeah, the narration, I mean. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> really? Okay. Absolutely okay. not. It was I was thinking something. I wasn't needed. bothered by it, but yeah. It no, was no, just, no. Without uh... the narration, it would have been dreadful, I feel like. <laughs> it would have been too because like you like Richie said, the only reason I even yeah. kind of knew what was going on was because he was explaining stuff in his right. own crude way. Yeah. He was by far like the the thing that kept kept that movie watchable otherwise it's just like a home video of terrible effects with no sort of plot structure or any sort of film comp filmmaking competence like it's just all over the place but he somehow knows oh he'll even say like remember they're here to kidnap captain alex yeah exactly and at first you don't even know who the the parties are and there's a lot of people coming on screen just popping up left and right and you don't really know again who who's on whose side so the fact they'll even say like screaming commando yeah at a certain point it just keeps you in the loop of who is who and um right yeah, yeah. 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 Well, anything funny. where that movie is like trying to be a serious movie is really dull like the action stuff is where it shines like and anytime yeah. where the mo- there's just like dialogue and stuff if he's not talking over it it's just like oh, exactly man, yeah. watching yeah yeah but like he is absolutely like carrying the movie in my opinion mm-hmm. other than the effects and the action that stuff is fantastic too yeah i mean not what in a think, not in a traditional way i well i'd kind of i didn't know what this movie was i had seen clips of it though like on the internet little random clips of this you know these ugandan movies that had horrible effects like ps2 graphics like with you know the terrible digital blood and the terrible screen screen <laughs> helicopters and stuff and it, it just looked funny i had no like, context of what that stuff was and then i found out that a majority of that is from this film who killed captain alex and it's like the biggest ugandan movie so i was really excited at first i thought it was going to be when it said like oh this is this movie was lost and you know, they started showing a little bit of the making of footage. I was like, oh, is that like a documentary? But no, it, it basically is. They ripped a DVD from somebody who lived in the village and uh, oh. had 
access to the movie itself, um, at least some semblance of it. And so that's why we're able to see it. And just the, the narrator was immediately like, Oh, thank God this guy is here to like keep this somewhat followable and, and like Mm -hmm. palatable because it's pretty rough, like to try to follow anything in this movie. And, um, so is there an original cut of it? There's probably, this is supposed to be kind of what's salvaged. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I think I guess so. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was a phenomenon in the village. It was shot during a civil war. So like, it's kind of an interpretation of those things. Well, it's like, it's an escape is it's like an escapist expression of like, you know, giving this village, I think it's Wakali log or something. Wakali log. Wakali wood. Or no, it's not actually Wakali wood. Yeah. The studio. And it's like Wakali Lam is the actual actual village that he's from. And, you know, this was like, I'm sure like all those people aren't actors. They just lived there and they've got to be part of this project. And, uh, you had a bunch of That's fun with cool. it and yeah. turned it into something awesome. And you can see the smiles creeping through in some oh, scenes, obviously. <laughs> just people just can't, yeah. <laughs> they're just it's, happy to be there, you know, and you yeah. can it tell is that absolutely having hysterical. so much fun. Yeah. yeah, I laughed, I was laughing like pretty non stop. I had a lot of fun watching this movie, like mm-hmm. it was. Obviously, like if we're it's stupid, even talk ratings, I'll just say like, yeah, as I mean, a film, it's a half star as my enjoyment. It's like a five, you know, like it's so yeah. it was so much fun, but obviously, you know, just incompetent and, and terrible and the home video quality, everything's overexposed. And, uh, you know, there's the effects are t- just awful, but you can tell there's like some earnestness there to do mm-hmm. the best with what they had. And, Even and, the props that they used, yeah. there's there's a yeah. there's a, a well, I don't know what you call it. It's basically like a bullet belt that you know Rambo wears, and they're just sharpened oh, sticks, yeah. like, yep. just belted along, and you could see even some people just to make the some uh, characters, the commandos, look mm-hmm. more armored up. They just have like they're like spray paint gas masks, and they're just thrown on, and they have goggles, yeah. and nothing really makes sense when you really look at it, but it just it's it's all they had so there is there's a level of just you know effort that's admirable i didn't realize till the end that the gun like some of the guns they were using were like made of pvc pipes like painted pvc pipes oh really oh yeah yeah. yeah. a lot of i wondered if even actual like guns yeah i I knew that there it is kind of just you know it's a slum city and there's probably is you know tons of violence so i figured i don't know how many of these weapons are actually real not that yeah, some of them looked like real and some were some were PVC pipe made. And, you know, you had character. They tried to follow some sense of wardrobe and then sometimes not. Like there was a guy with a Spider-Man mask at one point. I don't know if you guys caught that. No, I don't think I, I did. See. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> just like what? And, uh, you, you know, just I don't know. I have a soft spot for movies like this. It kind of reminded me of like American movie where it's just the whole town. Like this guy has a dream to make this horror movie and. He just gets all of his friends and locals to make it. And, you know, it's there. He's not the best filmmaker. They're not the best actors, but it was just like the passion involved and like just everybody having fun. And and that's the best part of it. And just seeing the final result is like it's heartwarming, especially because he dedicated Mm -hmm. it at the end. He dedicated it to his grandma who like raised and protected Mm -hmm. him during, you know, the war torn times that, um, were really rough for him and his brother. So just kind of like a sweet little way to wrap that up. It's like, oh, you know, as, as ridiculous and stupid as this is, like 
this was made with a lot of heart. Like he dedicated it to his grandma, even though he had like his yeah. friends dressed up as his grandma at the end doing a dance, like, <laughs> which was just bizarre, but like, it's hilarious. Spoilers it was, right there. That was man. in the credits, right? <laughs> yeah 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 i don't think there's really any spoilers for this movie. yeah no. <laughs> but um the music i had to talk about the music too. oh my goodness there, like i noticed that was only during the stealth sections that they would play these like karaoke shitty yeah. versions of mm-hmm. pop songs like they had mama mia mama mia was the funniest <laughs> one hands down that's the first one that came to mind and for absolutely no reason it was just completely just shoved in there <laughs> it was such insanity that i knew i knew exactly uh what it was because i i thought the same thing too but for some reason i just recognized that song uh really well but i was like why the fuck was this the idea for music choice i don't the know kiss rose is pretty great too and he's still stealthing into the helicopter it's like oh uh, yeah that was amazing like that it was just so out of place. Like, what were they thinking? Like, was this the only thing they had the rights to or something? The only thing they had access to was this <laughs> oh, karaoke version yeah, karaoke. of the song. <laughs> Not even, uh, it might as well have been a ringtone version. But yeah, it was just like, there's so many great moments in the movie. I really, yeah, really enjoyed wa- my watch with it. I could easily see myself watching this with a group of friends, you mm-hmm. know, just just yeah. having a blast. I mean, it's it, this is the definition of so bad it's good absolutely like mm-hmm. unfortunately there's a lot of so bad that it's so it's still bad and that this loops around into something worthwhile yeah absolutely extremely quotable too just the narration alone i oh, know 100%. man oh my super gosh. kick yeah uh, <laughs> super, what do you call him like the like ugandan bruce super lee like, bruce you it is really nice bro. it's been a while since i've laughed at like you know really good comedy and even i don't i don't believe this was ever intended to be shot as comedy clearly but yeah it was just nice looking. There back, are like some lines that are loud. written in that are pretty funny, though, I will say. Okay, def- yeah, you're actually right. It was definitely towards the end because some of it was just, it's just gibber, like gibberish. It wasn't meant to make sense. It was just, uh, especially with like uh, the, I almost said King Richard, but the Richard, the Tiger Mafia <laughs> leader. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, was yeah. just I slapping motherfuckers that. left and right, just <laughs> shooting his wife. Like, oh, yeah, that guy yeah. was. Like, shoots uh, characters for no reason. Yeah. Like, just just because he can like he slaps people like <laughs> oh my god when, i don't know how many times he slapped a person in that film the but flashback scene so... and it's always the same sound effect too. yeah the flashback yeah. scene where he's talking it's his wife's flashback and oh, yeah. oh, just yeah. talking about falling in love with him and he's like marry me or die bitch bj <laughs> 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 just said welcome to uganda <laughs> Dude, i was crying man oh, i was man. crying it's it's over the top and everywhere it is absolutely wild i loved the guy swinging on the vine in the final dude shootout. that one was Shooting. the prime Uganda. oh my yeah. Yeah. Uganda. the russian mercenary yeah. uh even in the beginning though the first uh like the fight scene that breaks out the bar fight at the party um oh, when he's like comes in he's like telling yeah and he's telling him like you know you guys need discipline and he picks him up and he like spanks him i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> this movie definitely has a tinge of like self-awareness yeah. and comedy it's mm. not like a completely like trying to be serious but for the most part the action i thought the martial arts was like 
It might yeah, have the been. martial arts wasn't bad. It no, was, the guy it was knew impressive. how to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, were yeah. extremely limber and they knew how to throw kicks, especially right. yeah. eye kicks. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, the, spinning, the like actual uh, spinning back kicks too and everything. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was shot poorly, but like the actual like martial arts themselves, the stunts, all that was good. Bad, like yeah. all that looked. I'm sure they were really taking blows for those for those I, shots, it, dude. There, I don't think there was any scene that I saw. I was like throughout the entire film, like they were really rough with each other, man. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. just like, okay, is, people are actually getting hurt, or I don't know, someone must have gotten. They're selling it really well. If, yeah, if they weren't taking it, uh, yeah. taking the hit. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, very fun fight scenes. Yeah, it's ins- it's insane. I mean, like, I have thing- like one sentence that yeah. I can really describe this entire film. I felt like I was watching an early two thousands YouTube special. That's what it felt yeah. like to me. It, it, was felt just like very, it felt be yeah. kind rewindy, uh, mm-hmm. kind of home video. Yeah. Um, and the narration just got me, man. I just felt like your boy bangs. Like if you guys don't know who your boy bangs is, you got to search him up on YouTube. But that's all I could think about when the narration was going on. He was just extremely funny, charismatic, and it did push the film um, to greater heights in terms of comedy. And it was just watchable after that, you know? So like you guys said, it would just been pieces literally just pieces of a film and we wouldn't know what's going on but for me i, I felt like the narration kind of got annoying like really? towards the end yeah i was like no i don't know i mean but the uganda you just commando. said was your favorite and that was like that was like Wait, the ending the, where he yells uganda that was the end okay see that was funny but there was moments where he was saying like commando tiger Ma- i was like dude i get who commando is and tiger mafia is at that point i think honestly, yeah I what i loved tell. about the narration <laughs> you couldn't tell what i loved it was the uniform was just having such a like i was laughing more than us yeah yeah it seemed like time. it that guy recording that was just in such a high spirited mood yeah it, it completely seemed childlike and just I love when he was fun, talking so. too because he knows that like the, the drama stuff is boring and he's yeah. just like, the action is coming. <laughs> I promise. Just and then when it goes the action starts, the shooting starts, he's like, the movie is on, the movie's on. <laughs> the guy's like rolling down the hill, movie, movie, movie. <laughs> he's like, literally talking over dialogue, just saying, just tailing it off with blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, his crying effects, shit. dude, were so good. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. And he's like, oh, yeah it's all amazing the guy who was like on guard and was tired and he's <laughs> he's making yawning noises and stuff mm-hmm. like oh that, yeah that one was funny yeah that, well that's was... why man i just i wasn't sure if this guy was a part of the actual original film and i was i was under the impression at first that is this the director just kind of cheesing it up over his film yeah which, I thought the same it felt too. like a director's commentary or something but he was slightly bashing the film just in the sense where like the boring oh, parts sure. are right here. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody mm-hmm. cares about whoever's talking. But uh oh man. Uh really but this was like really a fun. cultural phenomenon within the community and then it expanded all the way over here to the States. And it's on a streaming service. I watched it on Aero Video. And they also have um what is his other film? It's like Black Something. Um oh, but I don't I, I want to watch. They mention it. He's like, because well, he kind of inserts he, and plugs yeah, himself. he's literally advertising for himself. Which he's like, again, well, I he's advertising st- for the other movie. Uh, I black, still believe black. That. Yeah, it's black. black. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, uh, don't forget if you like this, go. Don't forget to check out Bad Black. So like, uh, and I saw it's on Arrow Video oh, as well. Oh yeah, seventy two minutes. Bad so black. another short, fun watch. I'm I'm assuming. We gotta watch that, man. 
Gonna watch that. Yeah, I'm down to. Oh my god, I'm just looking at the banner on Letterbox. It it, it looks incredible. <laughs> just look at that. Just look at that image. Let's see. Bad Black from 2016. Damn, 2016. That is a work of art. I I'm definitely watching that. That poster is not too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a guy. It's like a it's like a SWAT guy with a bulletproof vest that says Ebola hunter, and you have a guy Jesus dresses Jesus Christ with aviators oh with an RPG, and in between is a kid holding up a. It looks like a like a, a squash. little water. Uh, is it, it a squash? Like a squash. Yeah. It looks like a little water. Oh yeah, it might be a squash. But um, Chinese water bottle or sake bottles. Yeah, sake but bottles. um, yeah, I'll probably be checking that out because i really enjoyed who killed captain alex this thing's got an insanely high rating on letterbox even though obviously most of those ratings are coming from an enjoyment angle yeah. not necessarily a critical mm-hmm. perspective um i yeah like i said like it's sort of like in the room territory where it's like it's absolutely yeah. abysmal yeah. oh okay i i got some qu- made, but then hold on so we're, we've talked all spoilers. But. Well, what is your guys's review of the movie? Honestly, I mean, what, well, what, I don't know. for an hour long, that's it's entirely yeah, you know, it's hilarious yeah. from beginning yeah. to end. Um, even at the dull moments, again, the narration just carries it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, VJ may put this movie on his back for watchability, um, but I'll give it like a four or five. Yeah, it's really high up there, just in terms of you know pure comedy. Uh, yeah just yeah just to enjoy it without taking it too serious mm-hmm. um which you shouldn't be if you're watching this there's no way you can continue to watch it seriously if that's how you go in um right. i get what you're saying from a critical standpoint it's nothing special and obviously this movie's just held back in so many ways but obviously it's not a complete <laughs> failure it's just you know poorly yeah. made in every in every yeah. aspect but mm-hmm. it, you have to consider it's not it's poorly made, but it's such an ambitious effort given what they had, given the circumstances, given that they were in the middle of a war and they yeah. don't have like this is in the slums. They don't have all the technology. All they have is the passion yeah, to carry that, this yeah. forward. And like, you know what? They're making people laugh and smile. Yeah. And that's a success. I wouldn't call yeah. it a failure of a movie. You know, there's a, tons of things you can criticize technically and performance while all that stuff. But as far as my enjoyment, it's like, man, you know, this is lightning in a bottle, something like this. So <laughs> I really, yeah, it's a good really appreciate it. I also wanted to mention the scene at the end where the, the Wait, shitty... are we doing spoilers now? There's no spoilers for this. We've been in spoilers. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we'll still. <laughs> I'm sorry. If There's you're upset that we spoiled this movie for you, you know, I'm I'm sorry, oh, but it, it's not. This is not oh, a movie man. that I don't think yeah. there's a single person breathing that would be disappointed of that the plot for this <laughs> we, movie yeah. was. And they really would never know when it's coming. Because anyway. there really isn't a plot. But the ending of the movie where the helicopter destroys the building and that's that like horribly done effect that looks like mm-hmm. terrible. And then it immediately it's like news footage of that and it immediately cuts to like actual news footage of civilians running away in oh, peril yeah. from a disaster. It's like, <laughs> it's just the like hell, the man. Juxtaposed jarring thing. Like you're gonna have that totally crudely unconvincing oh, effect God. spliced with some like actual terror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, it was great. I, I, I had some dark. <laughs> it was great. It was dark humor for sure, but I loved it. Yeah. Um. I. I you know. Just a. Just a great. 
time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I already said my rating. What about you, Ray? I mean, uh, same thing. I think it's like a four or five, like for entertainment value. Like you said, it's as a film, obviously it's going to be like half a star, but there, there is no, I mean, I, I had a lot of questions by the end of the film. It was just like, oh, I literally go ahead and ask the biggest one. Who the hell killed Captain? <laughs> we never found out, man. And that's we also never saw Martin ever again. We never saw Richard, Richard's brother again. I like, think that's the genius of it. I think some is, people yeah. theorize. Like, yeah. some, some people actually theorize Ebola killed Captain Alex. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> right. But no. The guy had a gunshot, though. I actually did start a li- like, well, the movie, when I was done with it, it started um, Bad Black immediately afterward. And so I was like about five minutes. Oh, in. really? Yeah, just on the oh. arrow player. And I started to watch like five minutes of it. Oh, okay. okay. And there's a part where <laughs> there's like a shootout and the actor who plays, I, I think it was the actor who plays Captain Alex shows up and mm-hmm. is a different character. And then the narrator goes, it's Captain Alex. He's alive. And then he gets shot and he's like, oh, no, he's dead. Who killed Captain Alex? <laughs> this is like so good. Like it's the same DJ. So I'm absolutely going to oh, watch okay. it for, for sure. Like it's 72 yeah. minutes and I'm, had a great time with uh, yeah, the original so short. yeah i will definitely be checking <laughs> that out <laughs> yeah we, we definitely have to watch that and come back to that yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's gonna be hard to like gauge this in terms of filmmaking obviously we've kind of hit all the points um but you know i i, I admire the passion that it took for this project you could see it in, in those people they were just having fun everyone all the actors were just having and, fun and the, yeah, it was amazing and the guy shooting it definitely there's so many scenes that obviously don't need to be in there basically the shooting the shootout scenes you Wait, know you they're mean? they're like, really uh, drawn out so you could tell he was just trying to include oh, everybody yeah. as much as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, basically saying, crawl through here and everybody just start walking <laughs> around and start scaling the fucking terrain. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just they're they're unnecessary and they're really overdone because you're watching the same thing over and over again. People just, mm-hmm. you know, half squatting and, you know, mm-hmm. basically turning 180, shooting their gun around multiple mm-hmm. times. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it's it's a great as, as shitty as it sounds to hear or even put on paper. It's it's really funny to think that, you know, this guy was just trying to include everybody that he could in the film and, yeah. you know, just, you know, enjoy himself and let the people actually, you know, acting yeah. in it, acting, quote unquote, <laughs> enjoy mm-hmm. themselves. So I don't know. I, I see where the love is from this film. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, this guy just wanted to bring his community something. Yeah. Uh, that's special. the great part about it. Um, I would say, I mean, I would ask you guys this question. Would you guys recommend this film? But I mean, it's pretty pretty given i would recommend it for sure yeah of course just like have fun you know this is something i would just put on no matter who's coming over i mean like it's a great time just put put this shit on it's a (laughs) hilarious like definitely watch who killed captain alex it's it's obviously started to gain some cult popularity i would still consider it a deep cut i mean it literally came from the small village in uganda and mm-hmm. made in the slums at an $85 budget. But now it's accessible. You can watch it on YouTube. It's on Aeroplayer. It's on Tubi. So, you know, it's, it's out amazing, there. It's man. out there, yeah. man. And it's fun. It's just ridiculous. Terribly, terribly made film. But um, just a, it's a fun film. This is a really film that I would want to see people just have no idea going in. I would enjoy seeing their reaction, you know, like just show yeah. somebody like this is my favorite movie, dude. Like or, this is like yeah. as a film <laughs> just fanatic, this is my number one favorite film. Just to see the response. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Now let's talk about some Top Gun. We all saw Top this, Gun. right? Yes. This is what I'm excited to talk about too. As much as I was really excited for Who Killed Captain Alex, yes. Top Gun is just. And since Jer and since Jer watched it first before us and jumped the fucking Top Gun, yeah, I want to hear your first, initial man. thoughts, man. Go first, Jer. All right. Well, I, as you know, watched Top Gun right before mm-hmm. the the original Top Gun. I watched it right before Maverick. Did we talk about and that last week? Did we talk? We did about talk the about that. I want to talk. Yeah, yeah I, we mentioned bit, yeah. I watched Top Gun. You know, was middling on it. But I had still high expectations for this movie based on what I heard. There was a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. Still a little skeptical, mm-hmm. a little excited, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I mean, it plays in theaters. So it had to be good. And like, <laughs> I get in the seat. I, I see it in Dolby uh, Dolby Cinemas. I've, I've moved on from IMAX to Dolby Cinemas. That's been my kind of my pre- preference of the two. Sound was incredible. I mean, from that Absolutely. very first when Tom Cruise in the very first scene, when he goes basically he's like flying up into space trying to hit Mach ten. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like It felt fucking incredible. <laughs> and I got a big boner. And it was just amazing. Oh, I was like, this God. is gonna be quite the experience. And I was right. Yeah. Toward the obviously we'll get more into the last act, but the last act, 30, 40 minutes or so is some of the best action I've experienced in the theaters in mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. some time for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And the sound and everything, the size of the screen, all of that, me and my random buddy, you know, his foot was, was uh, tapping on the um, leg rest. It was moving my leg rest. And I was like, dude, I feel you, man. Mm-hmm. And I was dipping and diving. I was <laughs> squirming and jumping and wincing and, Humping because it was just so hot, man. It was beautiful. Oh, uh, I loved the action in the movie for sure. There's a few gripes I have with it overall. Like there's little, little things narratively that I could have done without. Um, but overall, like I remember thinking, like I'm really liking this so far. This is already a huge improvement over the first. But then there were scenes where I was like, all right, like I don't know about that one, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it kind of was made up for it for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I really was it was way better than the first. Ten and, times better. Um mm-hmm. I could really feel the power under my balls when the theater was vibrating. It was just <laughs> Yeah, like, that Yeah, that, shit that was sound hard, was just deafening and it was roaring. Yeah. yeah. And it it gave me, you know, it was making my stomach drop a little bit. Cuz mm-hmm. it, it was yeah. it was constant like I don't know. The the movie didn't move too slow. So obviously, you know, it's a movie, it about, it's a movie about fucking airplanes. So yeah. most of the time we're going to be here in jet engines, you know, and so yeah. it just constantly felt exhilarating. So mm-hmm. there was some slow parts, but they weren't long and slow parts. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. It wasn't so much the slowness, I guess maybe the cheesiness or like the. I, well, yeah, I was, I wasn't was, sure yeah. I what gripes you had, um, yeah. but I don't know, maybe we could, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, you tell me yeah, about we'll your thoughts. The, so we're the... so uh, we're kind of holding off on spoilers, right? Uh, yeah, for now. Let's try. Yeah, okay. for now, Let's and try. then we'll get into spoilers later. Go ahead, Ray. Oh yeah, I mean, I loved it. You know, I I literally watched. I mean, that's all I can really say. I, I watched Top Gun. I told you guys last week. I was like, it was an hour and fifty minutes. It felt like an hour and fucking fifty minutes, man. And it was dragging. It was long. 
this movie, I think, was probably longer than an hour and 50, right? But I was just, I was loving it. Um, from the beginning, I was a little skeptical. There was like certain things that I had small gripes about, I think, like the dialogue and how it was delivered, or maybe, you know, I, I can't really pinpoint it, but I wasn't sucked in immediately. But when I did, um, it was just a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It, it. it was more complete. It was more fluid. Tom Cruise was great, obviously. And even like just the new cast. I was telling Rich this the other day. Mm-hmm. I just cared about everyone. And I didn't even know everyone's name, but there were likable people, likable characters. Um, everyone did great. Miles Teller did great. Um, and, this, and the story, it, it, it kind of touched me. I was near a tear. I, I would never, I, I never imagined I would have said that about Top Gun, but I was near a tear um when i was watching this film and it, that says a lot so it, it was near a tear fun... but no leakage no none i i had to keep no it i swear there was too many people around and i was like i'm not doing this right now on top gun but <laughs> I, um, I just saluted that was, <laughs> just that saluted was my... you stood up and saluted <laughs> saluted tom cruise <laughs> gave him the old <laughs> yeah what's the scientologist leader's name uh okay i'm not getting into that you guys talk about that <laughs> you, you know how i feel about with this. tom cruise uh no i don't want to what's talk his about name jerry i know you know his name you can help know. me i don't know his name. name uh but yeah. i should know i i did look up it's like for it's lr it's lr martin or something oh lr lr hubbard l ron hubbard l ron hubbard yeah um he's been dead yeah but he would have loved this film he would have been proud lr martin yeah well because he was a sailor and he you know this is the navy even though i thought navies were just boats but whatever i'm gonna shit no they say in the movie they fly off boats bro all right um they fly off boats yeah yeah this movie was great i i just enjoyed it from beginning to end i i even some of the slower kind of not subplots which i guess you know yeah, they're okay. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, necessary. I guess it couldn't just be full, mm-hmm. you know, Navy fighting. Obviously, right. this guy Maverick that we all know, you know, he's into the ladies, and you know, he's got love interests. Right. So whatever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bad boy. But uh, he's but as far boy. as as far as the cast and everything, I thought it was really well done. How they just introduced like you know eight new people and. You know, everybody mm-hmm. is kind of easy to remember by their call sign and everybody's got their individual personalities uh, that uh, that yeah. un- worked really well for but Obviously, Tom Cruise is just the glue that carried this movie. Um, it's the Tom Cruise show, I guess. But, you know, he, he carried it beautifully. He, he did. And, uh, My fucking hero. <laughs> bro, you're going to have to say thank you to Tom Cruise by the end of this because... <laughs> You know, you enjoyed the hell out of this. This guy pushes movies like nobody else. This guy knows what he wants out of a film. And that's something that's never been done before. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and keep downplaying it. But I know, I just know, bro, you were sweating just as much as we were. Dude, I was sweating. Yeah, I was sweating. Shit. It was was great. And I have to note this, man. I can't get over it. The hangman. That guy is so incredibly handsome. I don't know what to say. That guy was (laughs) ripped. Dude, the beach scene. No spoilers, it's a beach scene, but it was, oh man, guy's so handsome, so handsome. This, all, this movie makes you feel 
all American. Right. That's like the best thing you can describe it. You just want to <laughs> join the military and you just want to be a, like a pilot. The original Top Gun had a huge surge and people that joined the Navy after it originally. How oh, sad, yeah. man. They all joined yeah. thinking oh. it was going to be like that. Yeah, yeah you're gonna be, I'm going to be like Tom Cruise. But yeah. <laughs> the only part that was accurate was how gay it was. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, else? I mean. What else? Uh, yeah, it, it perfectly homage. It definitely succeeded the original. But, you know, there was a lot of mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, it, it kept the the self-referencing at a minimum, which is really nice. It was great. And yeah. yeah. Was that, great. Those are the weak points for me when it was self-referency to the original. Well, really? It, oh, really? It, in terms of, it depends on what, because some of the strongest points were references to the original, but I mean like the superficial kind of corny stuff, I guess. Like there, there was some dialogue drops there that like, I, I did not have a, a boner like you Ray during the beach scene. I found the beach scene to be I thought it was awesome. a little the beach bit. Scene was great. I was not, crazy about it that was uh and then also <laughs> my boner deflated so i was just it was it was i got what it was doing it was like oh the when they did volleyball in the first one yeah, and then it's like yeah. i get it he's making him a team but like wasn't crazy about it maybe it was the song choice i was not a fan of the soundtrack like really? the, the actual like the, soundtrack. the actual soundtracks were were not great but the actual score was Pretty good, I guess. Are you talking okay. about the yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah. for the beach scene? Like, what would you have? Dis- yeah. would you, what would you have gone with, bro? Come on. I don't know anything that didn't sound like a fucking Target ad. I guess it is just not my <laughs> but jam. That's what, yeah, that's it's like just, the vibe. You know just, what I mean? That's like, like uh, it's just. Well, the thing is, like, we don't. Bro. I don't have the reference. What do you care about? Current... What you listen to when you jump in the water? Come on now, like, give me a break. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to be in the beach, man. I wanted to be in the F eighteen. Fucking okay. I mean, yeah, that's a preference. That's a preference. Okay, bro. We all know. That's and then, coming though. Also, been, I didn't get your fill, bro. Especially I thought the movie was. Go, I thought the movie was going above the original, not stooping down to it. But it was in the trailer. But I don't. I it's still watch it twenty times. Like you I, were prepared. For this movie I for feel. 30 I feel as if that was a fine reference. It was maybe, okay, and it was done kind of one. out of no cheesiness. Like the he fucking, said, "Hey, mm-hmm. go ahead." Great big balls of fire singing like they know the fucking lyrics to that song. Uh, Who even knows yeah. that song? That was too oh on the God, nose. Bro. I got excited about that. I got excited. Yeah, about that. I'm not gonna it's lie. okay. Emotional moment that followed to... was fine, but like I just couldn't buy that they were just singing that exact same song. Like, it could have been any other song, but like it was like so on the nose. Like okay, like these you, all, all were these you guys. really rolling your eyes at that? A little bit, a little Jeez, bit, man. <laughs> like, a little bit, a little bit. Know, it's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't seem that painstaking. It wasn't um, that bad. It was just like okay. Uh, the one that really got me though, and this is not a spoiler for the end, but it does happen in the end, is Lady Gaga's song. Okay, I didn't like that. I didn't Ter- like that. That was terrible. Uh, and mm-hmm, and on mm-hmm. top of it, playing with um, Tom Cruise like standing in front of like this Porsche, it looked like a fucking Porsche. Ad. Okay, that it was weird. so commercial. There's always going to be product placement. Come on. Um, they, yeah, that I mean, was a given, but yeah. it was a it, it, it for, kind mean, of yeah, like unsettling. I, I was like, this is a. It was just so obvious product <laughs> placement. Just, it took me yeah. out of it. It was just like. <laughs> All right, I don't know that. These are nitpicks. All right, I'll I'll admit they're nitpicks. I was going to say these are very. These can't be too. uh, I will say I'm being completely honest. That's fine. About the things that took took some things away from me, you know. um, But I, I overall, bro. Um, Overall, overall, great experience. 
Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. That, that's not why I go to see Top Gun. I don't go to see Top Gun for the great big balls of fire scene or the beach scene or the Porsche ad. All right, I the go great to big see balls of fire. Action. It's just completely. It's supposed this guy to be. Won't it's let his it fucking go. dad that won't let it go. And they're singing the song. It's just, <laughs> yeah, his dad taught him to clearly play the fucking piano or something when he was four years old. He, he, I don't know. Maybe him. not that, but his dad singing that song. Like, give him a break for just bringing it back. <laughs> oh my well, I just god! Reject your it's a, it's hypothesis. A oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> Oh, oh my god no you're you're hating big time on something that's just like hey, look this is clearly the guy who died son and this is, i don't have okay but this is why he is who he is i will say let him play the song <laughs> there were still moments emotional moments that got me though i will say like there was things in this movie that were so good that it recontextualized my memory of the first movie to being like damn was top gun one actually good like, was that actually an emotionally charged movie? Obviously, it wasn't, but that's how good this movie was, was mm-hmm. that it, it like, shaped how I felt about the events in the original, like yeah. uh, like Goose's death in the original and, like, um, you know, just the relationship with Cruz and Rooster or whatever, Maverick. And, yeah. um, you know, just things like that. And there, there is kind of a spoilery thing, I will say, about a certain character. A that, spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler alert. That well, got we, me. Yeah, let's get into spoilers then. Are we all, all right. done, like, not talking spoilers? Okay. Yeah, At this point, this the definitive. you're listening to guys care about Top on. Gun spoilers. Warning! 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 All right, let's do it. Go ahead. Val Kilmer. Okay, Val Kilmer shows up. And that mm-hmm. stuff really got me because it's like, damn. I didn't think they were going to do it. I, re- I thought I read somewhere that they didn't ask him to be a part of the movie and i was like that's kind of fucked up just because he like can't talk like i get it but like yeah fucking ice man man and so they found a way to do it they found a way to bring him back they obviously using his actual real life battle with cancer as a point in mm-hmm. the film okay, like yeah. to link that with his character and all that stuff was like damn this is this is hard this is like i'm already feeling way more about this and it could be cheating because you're using real life events like Kilmer Val Kilmer's actual battle I, cancer. I bet people think that guy's actually dead now. Yeah, but oh that's what God. it felt like because that's like a reality when he uh yeah. when he dies, I was like, oh shit, they killed Val Kilmer like did he really die? Like I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh no, he's he's still alive. But it was <laughs> um, actually that's probably one of my nitpicks there um was with how they I don't know. I, I not that I think he should have been showed in worse condition, but I was just kind of surprised all of a sudden he was dead. Cause we just saw him and they did yeah. kind of expose that, you know, Oh, he's he, got fucking they, cancer. They, they, and he can't yeah, talk. What else is he going to do? But I don't know. The guy might as well have been in the fucking hospital <laughs> to die. Like the, next, <laughs> the same week, like the guy just died in bed, like on a Wednesday or something after talking to him on Tuesday. And it's crazy. Like, that's that's not crazy, but that's probably my thing is I do forget I, this takes place in like three weeks or so or less. I don't remember, but yeah, it was like three. Yeah, oh yeah. So maybe like, two I don't know. Weeks, it was yeah. just a little surprising that like, hey, the calls in, it would, it would have made a little bit more sense for me if he was again in the hospital again and right. Like, the cancer. I feel like that would have been just and, like, okay, I get it. Like, cause I kind of like that. It was out of nowhere. That feels a little bit more true to life than just like, you know, he's in the mm. hospital where you know where it's going because when he died, it was like kind of a shock, but also like, well, that's what you expect when, when it came to cancer is bad. So mm-hmm. I kind of liked that it. it was out of left field a little bit, like a, a gut punch that he wasn't seeing coming, I suppose, mm-hmm. because that can happen. You know, not, it's not always like a steady decline. Sometimes it's just right, right. Like rapid, aggressive. So like, I don't know. I, the guy I looks way too healthy in his... <laughs> 
<laughs> when did they first introduce well, that's the makeup, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like guy... the makeup artist was like, Kilmer, we're going to make you look more cancered out here like (laughs) oh my god we're gonna really bring that cancer out um yeah um but yeah i mean he was great i mean i I guess they used an ai for his voice yeah to talk Uh, i didn't really notice that but some people thought it was obvious with the dub i didn't notice it Mm -hmm. um but again like all that stuff with with val and him telling him to let go goose like i didn't give a fuck about goose's death in the original but, I didn't either. But in but this, this movie, movie it was made like, me. Made, yeah, totally. And that was like kind of weird manipulation because it was like, why do I care about this character? Yeah. I literally watched yeah. die, didn't feel a thing. And now it's like, oh, man, like he's got to let go, man. He's got to let go. Yeah. So I just, yeah, all, the, all that stuff. You guys like the, absolutely heartless. You guys didn't give a small fraction of well, a shit. Now I did. I didn't even know who, like Goose was not small... even like a character that I cared for in the first. Like, no. What the hell was he? Just a best friend. That's all he was to him. Like. That's what I mean. Like, just I think this movie, I feel like Miles Teller. Am I just a best friend Tom, to you, Ray? Is that what you're going to say when I die, bro? You, you, you're more than a goose to me, man. You're more than a goose to me. You're more than a goose to me. All so right. it's like both of you guys are. You guys know this. But it's just like wow. I felt like the, the, the characters and the just like the performances from Miles Teller and Tom Cruise, it made me care about Goose. Okay. And that's that's insane. Yeah. Like I I just I was blown away by the fact like that I cared about these characters. Like I said, so I will know. say that this or that whole you know storyline about you know kind of helping Rooster you know be on good terms with Tom Cruise and yeah whatever the fuck like all that you know drama bullshit was just completely outshined by the mission itself that they mm. translated really well to explain to our civilian ears really good will, yeah because really good. at first it does kind of jumble it up you don't exactly know how the the fucking the run is supposed to go the mission run is supposed to look until tom cruise actually maverick pulls that shit off first try mm-hmm. no warm-up and you know at that Badass. point it makes you feel fully on board because you do have some small idea but up until he does it all you know from beginning to end right. Um, it does speak to the extent of it and how it is this, you know, really, really tough mission that might not go yeah. smooth. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really well done and that raised the stakes even more than whatever drama. Yeah. I get the drama yeah. of Rooster mm-hmm. and like Maverick, but you know, uh, I thought this completely, uh, overshadowed it. Um, mm. yeah. Okay. The action okay. in the end and the, the action, stress, the yeah. high stakes, all of that was great was i i didn't know how to feel at first about the tom cruise death fake out where i was like i feel like they should have committed but then at the same time i'm like you know what i guess it's still strong Dude, that he, he survives yeah. it i was kind of like yeah it felt a that. little wacky when you know it was kind of still playing out <laughs> just a little bit it wasn't anything like no, my mind it was just more action but i will say that it kept me on my toes because i did yeah. expect yeah. a lot that didn't end up happening and i was yeah. caught unexpected um and that kept Although, happening especially in that entire third act i was yeah. just trying to get a not that i was trying to see where it was going but i was i did kind of you know give me the old bait and switchers you know time to time but a lot of deus ex machina very convenient like oh mm-hmm. and he's out of nowhere and he comes out mm-hmm. of here mm-hmm. at the last second like a lot yeah. of that it was like a, a little bit like right but um <laughs> yeah, it was still still enjoyable i i was in the moment having a blast so i'm not 
really yeah. cr- criticizing that. Um, I, yeah. I agree, man. Like, I felt like they maybe should have committed to it because I think it would have been more impactful. But Top Gun 3, I, I, what are you talking about? Hey, you yeah, know, why not Top Gun 3? Then they would have made we'll the see. next one with just all of these new people. and not, Yeah, it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Either way, I think the ending's good. Uh, I maybe mm-hmm. would have preferred a darker ending because mm-hmm. of where it goes. I really was feeling like this is it. Like, you know, the yeah. fucking yeah. whoever these nameless bad guys are, like, they're going to end. Yeah, I don't even know what country. Or- I kind of like that. They, they, didn't, nameless. They, didn't do, they didn't do that in the first one either. They never named the actual enemy. I think that was a, it was a good choice to do that oh, and not make remember. it not outdate the film or make it any political right. thing. It yeah. was just like, yeah. does it really fucking matter? And I, I even seen some people saying like, we know nothing about the enemy. There's no villain. It's like, like I feel like adding a villain to this movie would be horrendous. Like, yeah. I'm sorry mm-hmm. not to criticize your storytelling sensibilities, but like, why the hell would a cliche caricature villain with a scar over his eye and a white <laughs> pupil like? benefit this story in any way like yeah yeah you know it's just i don't know uh, this don't is know. maybe they just wanted to that. know a little bit more about like i guess what, you know i think what, it speaks what, to the what country to hate more or something yeah i guess yeah what country to hate more i think but, it like, just I, speaks I, to the idea that like it's not about the killing the enemy they're really not going yeah. to kill anybody they're going to stop this nuclear reactor thing mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. it's it's a safety thing it's not like an assault or anything it's sort of it it is a little bit reminiscent of the final act of uh star wars which i'm sure you thought of ray where mm-hmm. you know luke firing the bomb into the little tiny little hole yeah. using it closing was, his eyes it, using the force it was so ridiculous star wars like, i'm surprised wish. they didn't have goose's <laughs> voice say use the force <laughs> because that's what it felt like they but, did do that but just you know the kind of direction yeah. um yeah mm-hmm. but yeah all that was great and i was like damn dude this great. is to me it really was like a reminder that's like I've, I've gone i've kind of been growing weary about action movies lately mm-hmm. because that's kind of all there is like when you think of marvel they're action movies when you think of fast and the furious they're action movies and like mm-hmm. the action to me is so f- uninspired and forgettable a lot of the time uh, and really i don't know if anybody goes to those movies for the action like even no way home I don't really think about the action as much as I think about all right, the other right. things that people talk about in that film, but um, mm-hmm. you know, has pretty forgettable action, which in is my just opinion. the nostalgia in Norway home. Which this right. this film could have easily went yeah. that route and pulled a lot more campy, cheesy, uh, predictable, just self referencing uh, mm-hmm. choices, mm-hmm. but it didn't. It definitely kept those at bay, um, and yeah. even a lot of them were subtle, like just the fact that uh, Goose's son was in the rear cockpit. You know, with Maverick and oh, yeah. you know, without yeah. even really saying anything, that's just already a nice, you know, reference to the original about, you mm-hmm. know, how how it was back, you know, when Maverick first started flying Top Gun. So, um, yeah, things like that. It just makes it very, very sweet and it's handled yeah. with care. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a great time. I just a few little narrative nitpicks and then superficial nitpicks that I already explained, like. Um, but as an action film, it was great. Um, truly a, a great time. And I think it's a good argument that action can still be pushed. We haven't hit yeah. the peak. There yeah. is no limit to, you know, how thrilling and immersive action can be in a movie setting. Cause this raised the bar in my opinion for modern, for modern and, tech and, who, and modern who do you have blockbusters. Hey, Tom, <sighs> you know, I have to thank. Fucking hero. <laughs> my fucking hero tom cruise and uh yeah i mean 
He was great. No, I, I, just, I have nothing against him. I don't as know. A, as I, a, I gave this guy a lot man. of hype just, or just the movie just from when we saw fallout together. That was also really, you know, impressive because there's a lot of action there that, yeah. you know, there, it was shot really oh, yeah. well and it was, you know, it was easy to follow and things weren't, you know, mixed or mashed and, this Even especially that's, that's felt of, uh, like spy action, you know, film. this felt like an evolution because of watching Top Gun from the 80s. It was like, man, the action there was not very well shot. And I was often like, what's going on here? But this movie, I really like was able to know everything and where everyone was and what the mission was and like everything like that. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was great. I give it yeah. um, four stars out of five. What about you Same guys? Here four stars out of five I entertainment th- value four and a half but I as a film four. i gave it a four but honest, come on for an action film what more do you want this is a five out of exactly five. Yeah. hell yeah there it, anyway. there it is there it is this there is a five is. out of five you guys are just holding back for you know whatever this is a four and a half the best have. for me but, but you know you I said think maybe it is a four. i said it's a four and a half at best for me oh okay no. yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah i heard something else but no, 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 no. It's it's good. I think there were a few things that held it back for me to four. Like I, I'm wary of like, will this hold up on a rewatch? We'll see. It could go up. I'm gonna give it that opportunity if I ever watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Could it be bumped up? Um, because I did like it. There are certain things, you know, narratively the whole Jennifer Connelly stuff. I wasn't that crazy about. I think um, this will be the blockbuster of the year, and I, I'm I'm gonna be really surprised if I ever come across anybody that didn't get any, you know little shard of fun out of this if you went and saw this movie and you didn't have a decent time i don't know that's just you have to be in those are it also depends on where you see it like if you see it in this tiny little 20 seat theater you know it probably won't mean shit as much you know like but seeing it like in the imax like you guys and seeing it it dolby cinema it's just like away boom like yeah blown the fuck away man yeah so and i will say this too Honestly, I almost gave it a 4.25 due to the reason that Tom Cru- that Tom Cruise, when they were like in the credits and they were introducing everyone with their photo or their little, like, you know, video, it was like, oh, it's Miles Teller, whatever. And it was Tom Cruise without a shirt on him. And that cheesy smile. I remember I said it last week. I was like, I fucking hated its cheesy ass smile. The smile is what brought gun. it down for you? Oh, the smile brought it almost to a 4.25. It was I just hate your excellent. fractions, Ray. I'm going to let everybody <laughs> know. Yeah. Dude, that cool. was fucking your fractions awesome. Are I remember I looked at you and I was like, I, we just couldn't help laugh. It was just classic Tom Cruise. I'm giving us a 4.99. Well, hold on. You're, you're, you're solid four. I want to hear if you had any slight nitpicks. Um, or I think it price. was just... Moreover, for me, I think it was like very, you know, the dialogue at first. I think that it wasn't delivered well, especially when he came into the. Um, I guess it was when, in the beginning, where he he goes into the the base, right? The military base is talking to Hondo. I think is the character, um, one of his friends or the person that works with him. The um, test pilot thought, guy, right? The, yeah, the one that's I, initially talking to him in ear. Yeah, you know. I think so. I think so. Yeah, and it was just a lot of it was direct. You know, obviously. This is just like my preference of it. And I think that, you know, um, it wasn't there were certain things that moved fast, too. There were certain things that I think the entire movie moved fast as well. But I think that uh, the penny scenes were kind of they were hit or miss for me. Yeah, it was either like I loved it and I loved the fact what about that the he sex was, scene. Know, 
Okay, see that I told Rich this on Thursday. I was like, "Oh my god, please don't go back to the same fucking <laughs> comfortable ass sex scene that we had in the first one." But the second, I mean, here it felt nice. Like, it, it felt was kind of cheesy. Incredible. That was a bit meta. And I got it was a, a big meta. boner. <laughs> but it felt, I mean, it felt nice that he was talking about it. I think it it added depth to you know, obviously the film, because it was so direct. He literally told like what happened with yeah, Rooster and him, yeah. but like it, it felt heartfelt and I liked it. And it was funny too. Cause when he was sneaking out, you know, they added a little bit of comedy and, and it flowed well. Um, but that's just me being a little nitpicky. Um, I do kind of agree with, about like the Iceman stuff. It was pretty sudden, but then I thought about it. I was like, okay, like, you know, it kind of motivated him to actually pursue it and say like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to prove to these kids that we can do this mission. We'll figure it out. Um, and, and there were certain things that I just felt like, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way. Like, I liked the characters. I cared for them. But I also felt like I didn't see too much from the characters or them developing. You know, I t- remember I told you that, Rich, on Thursday. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like they learned anything. Like, I don't. I, I don't think they did, except for Miles Teller, which I think is the, you know, the main focal point. But still, I, I would have liked to learn, like, oh, Hangman just suddenly is just like give him hell. It's like okay, like did you? I I, I didn't. I, I didn't there. Maybe if yeah. You I look was just back like, and they believed it. in themselves. That was all they needed. Yeah, that's it. That was just I. The American I, dream. I mean, that was what I he said. Know. It was like well, you guys haven't actually successfully pulled this off in training. Right, we're about right. to go out right now, but uh, you guys believe in yourselves, right? And they were like, mm. right. So I, I was just. Is, but is that on the only flaw it. that everyone had? And it was everyone just had the same flaw. It was like, oh, yeah, we, we don't believe that we can figure this fucking mission out. But it was just like, I don't know. It, it would have gave each individual a little bit more depth, you know, like get to know the characters. Um, you know, I, I thought Phoenix was cool. I thought Bob was awesome. Hangman was cool. Um, Maybe. And, yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the, the, those three people were the ones I actually wanted to learn a little bit more about. It just kind of felt like they jumped into, like, you know, believing in each other. We're like, oh, fuck it. We, we have a beach football scene, and all of a sudden, we're a team. And then, you know, Tom Cruise kind of just, you know, made us believe, and that was it. So I wish I saw a little bit more from each character. Um, but that's just me being nitpicky, I think. Um, yeah, I don't remember if they actually showed, you know, even slight improvements to like the times that they were trying to right, meet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe they so. did. Maybe I just kind of missed them. I can't quite remember, but I think that would have, mm-hmm. that would have helped me believe it more. If obviously Tom Cruise made the run said, this is how you do it. All right, let me show you what you're doing wrong there, buddy. And maybe they kind of inched a little bit closer and they just, at a certain point times up, you know, we just got to do the fucking mission. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have, that would have maybe worked better to the point where, and I, I that's kind of what I felt going into that final acts was I'm not, I, I you know, they're kind of making it seem really heavy and you don't know if everybody's going to make it back to the yeah. base. And that's there. They keep saying the point is to, you know, not lose anybody and make it back. But, you know, mm-hmm. at that point I really thought, you know, I was under the impression, you know, somebody's going to get blown up. Yeah. Someone's going to get, and someone's like, not going to eject and someone's going to be, you know, mincemeat man. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Let me ask you guys this, like, you, for sure. <laughs> do you guys think that when they said like, Oh, the mission is now like a week early. Do you guys think that like actually helped the film or like the narration or the characters in any way, shape or form. If anything, I just that felt just, like, if anything that just solved what we're talking about basically, which is, did they, did they improve enough? Well, no, they didn't because they, they got, didn't, they yeah. got cut a I mean, week short just, and every yeah. day is precious. 
Um, I suppose. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe they didn't learn shit. Maybe that's the whole point is they went and kind of felt like <laughs> they stopped. It kind of felt like that yeah, fucking, we're just gonna go and you know die. That was I guess. what Tom Cruise kept saying is like, stop thinking, just do. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, that was the whole philosophy. Like, why do we need to practice this suicide mission plan? Stop thinking, just do. All that's, that's all like, he had to show up day one and just say that. Fuck the plan. Just do. <laughs> so fuck the fuck F-18, everything else, man. You know, like user manual. <laughs> Some of you may die. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's all I have to say. And yeah, it was. Uh, say about that. It was great, and you know we'll leave it at that. You guys should go watch it. Um, Definitely and... don't rob yourselves, and you probably can't anymore. But if you can, still go watch it in IMAX or yeah, watch uh, it in the theater movie. at the very least. It's definitely one of those things. It sucks to say, but like if you plan on having any credible opinion on this film, you have to see it in theaters. And it I know sense, that's yeah. maybe a detriment to the film. You could argue, well, a movie should stand on its own, but like. Sorry, but that's how it is. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. going to see it in theaters, you're mm-hmm. simply not going to get as much out of it as you could if you did. So, you know, yeah. if you watch it at home on, you know, from the comfort of your home, like your living room on TV and you're not like blown away. Well, that's why. Yeah, uh, so now's the time. Go see it in theaters. And there's a Go reason support why Scientology uh, philosophy exists. It plays <laughs> in theaters. OK, <laughs> I mean, it plays in theaters. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you for having that ready. <laughs> what else did you guys watch this week though i saw crimes of the future like we all agreed on um, yeah not i gonna drop any it. names but you already admitted. i didn't watch it i saw it myself as well um, um ray asked you know which one to watch was it the original one that's only like an hour <laughs> long and it was his short film that he made in 1970 cronenbergs yeah. and and he was like, I said, the new one, you know, the one that just came out. And he's like, how did you guys go see it? <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, it plays in theaters. So <laughs> go to the theaters. I was and, totally uh, fucked by the time I asked you. I was totally <laughs> fucked. Uh, well, yeah. well here we are. Mr. Raymond Imparo, you didn't yeah. turn in your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, well. You guys can talk about it. I don't mind. Um, I'm still going to probably watch it. I'm really curious to hear what you think, Rich, because like I have a lot of thoughts about the movie. <laughs> Go ahead, know. fellas. This is this is your side. Right. I'll just preface. Up, I would just be preface by saying I've seen most of Cronenberg's movies and like a good amount, like I think 14 at this point. And this is by far his least accessible, in my opinion. So, with that being said, and you have not successful. seen other Cronenberg, I'm wondering what 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 happened here. All right, so <laughs> I'll start you guys off with the very beginning. So I went and saw it on Saturday yesterday, mm-hmm. and I went to the theater. I was like, you know, what? I need a bite. I need to get something. I buy this popcorn, and I'm just really hungry. And by the time I get to the theater, I'm running a little bit late. So then I sit down and I'm eating my popcorn. I'm not going to lie. I can only hear the sound of me chewing my popcorn more than this movie. And immediately right off the bat, I already feel like I'm not following along. And so I eat this entire popcorn probably for the first 30 minutes of the movie. And I'm still kind of just honestly, at this point, I think I'm being like rude. I think I'm chewing too loud and I'm pissing off the other people. So now I'm focusing on chewing really, really quietly. (laughs) I'm not, I miss quite a bit. And I did end up dozing off by the end so i didn't what's feel like going I, on here 
What's going on I'm, here? I did not feel like I watched this movie at all, especially after oh my <laughs> slipping in and out of consciousness. So I went back and watched it today. And oh shit! You watched it? Wait, how? Yeah. So everybody, You're a mega I'm, fan. Not, I'm not even gonna lie right now. Get the AMC Stubbs Pass, the A list. It's worth it. It saves you so much money. Had I not gotten it, I would never, ever, ever have been able to watch this movie twice in a row because I would have never paid for something like this twice. Yeah. But no. That's where the stubs came in. The stubs came uh, to save my day because I was like, I got to watch this thing, actually. And I will say, this time I watch it, you know, I went on a- And Ray couldn't watch it once, and you watched it twice. (laughs) I don't want to rub that one in, but- It's true. Um, All right, so actually getting into it. Uh, Following along, it was really good. I enjoyed it way more, especially I did kind of recognize some bits and pieces, but it made me feel especially stupid, you know, with my, you know, looking back on how lost I was from my first watch. But I enjoyed it. It was very, very strange. It was weird. Um, It's about art. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's it's very, very odd. I will say that. it didn't seem to have any specific giant goal kind of, I guess you'd say there was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's, there's different parties involved. I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed it. Every, the, the actual set design, the way things look, the style of you know how things are supposed to look in the future. I wasn't sure if you would call it dystopian or not. I kind of get think it. So. I'd get a dystopian vibe because there's, there's a government involved and they're trying to, you know, control the way things are mm-hmm. uh are being are being proceeded with you know with the entire you know race of humanity so i guess yeah dystopian a bit um mm-hmm. but I, I i there was something there was some message there i wasn't sure if i was picking it up or not but mm-hmm. um it seemed kind of uh it, it seemed very based in the future of the art world kind of with uh also just the message of where our actual world is headed and there's uh-huh. we're still running you know our you know what is it uh i guess our ozone just the entire health of our planet is just going to shit and mm-hmm. so there's there's adapting that needs to be had and mm. there's also control to be had over it by yeah. uh obviously so i don't know i i liked it i wasn't sure exactly where the plot was headed um but I liked it. It's definitely worth watching. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed the I'm performances glad. too. I'm glad you did not hate it because I, I was like, did you hate not this sure? Um, Absolutely not. I love it. Okay. I, I really liked it. I'll get into it. But um, but yeah, uh, the, the performances too, um, I thought were really uh, well done. I do have questions. There's things I'm definitely lost on. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I guess we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later. But go ahead, Jerry. You can tell me what you think. Well, yeah, so... Um, this was, I, I ramping up for this movie. I watched a shit ton of Cronenberg. Um, the very first Cronenberg I ever saw was Videodrome, and then in excitement for this movie, his first movie in seven years. I just kind of wanted to see everything, and I couldn't really stop. I didn't plan on watching his whole filmography, but I was just kind of like, kind of getting FOMO. Like, well, I gotta see that one too, and I gotta see that one. People, mm-hmm. what people say about this one, and like honestly, some of them were fine okay, range from okay to really really good you know i a videodrome is legitimately you know a, a top 50 movie for me personally and nothing came close to that but um there are little hints of that in other films and you know because he seems to be fascinated with a lot of the same ideas that there's like a through line of ideas and themes throughout most of his movies 
Uh, but each movie kind of handling either a different angle of those ideas or just introducing and, you know, focusing on something more specifically. And this movie was kind of like, you know, it was really rewarding to watch it after seeing his filmography because it seemed to address and bring in all of those things into one piece. And then, you know, not necessarily diving super far into every theme, but like bringing them into some, to a concept with this like kind of new perspective. It was like a self-referential compendium of all of his films. And he's having this like, you know, late career thesis on those things. And sometimes some of those ideas speaking vague here, but like he was drawing some connective tissue to certain like, Oh, that idea from crash actually does connect well with like Videodrome or the fly. You know, there was a, a lot. It felt in, not in the way that like, Top Gun or Marvel like references to their movies like in fan servicey ways. He was doing that here much more subtly and much more like, oh, that that's kind of like his idea in The Fly, or that's kind of like mm. Crash. And you know, even there's some that are more direct, like the the famous line of Videodrome is "Long live the new flesh." And in this movie, they talk about the new sex. And um, they say that a lot, you know, surgery is the new sex. And so that's already kind of a direct thing. Um, there's a lot of visual stuff that's very, very direct, like Videodrome, the famous, you know, stomach pussy, the tummy pussy um, is kind of brought back in some way here. And, uh, you know, all, all of that, though, he's addressing things that are familiar, but from a new perspective, I think. And the movie is very ruminative. It doesn't like you said, it doesn't have a specific goal or plot. It's just kind of bringing in all of these ideas, very meditative, very just kind of like he's pondering on himself. Like, I think he's reflecting. Cronenberg is reflecting on himself. And it, Vigo is a is a representation. Vigo's character, you know, this guy who produces these organs that he's not proud of. Um, I think that's kind of like Cronenberg's like, you know, his movies that he found, you know, he puts out and he, it is his performance art. But like as, as people enjoy it, I think he's also seeing it from a place of like maybe he's not as proud of that organ, that film in the sense of like, like it because he knows it comes from a disgusting place, I guess of his own thoughts. I don't know. I could be reading into it. That was the vibe I got. Um, but there's tons in this movie. That sounds I mean, like even, a fair interpretation. I, I wouldn't argue that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, Somebody uh, hasn't seen any of his work other than this, you know, the, the, the themes that are in this movie are like, so him like this movie is very Cronenberg. I've seen a lot of people be disappointed that this isn't gross enough for his standards or it isn't dark enough or it doesn't go too far in one place. It's much more subdued, but I didn't have a problem with that because it felt like a very self-reflective piece. And it felt like him kind of asking himself, has he lost his edge? What is he as an artist now? And mm. what has he been trying to say all these years? And, you know, there's, there's the idea of, you know, psychosexuality, you know, you're, you're kind of the wires in your brain turning something grotesque or, or dangerous or, you know, uh, something that you would reject into something sexual and alluring and, and pushing fetish fetishization to the point of self-destruction is a big theme in his movies. And, um, you know, the horror of the internal over the external, like his movies mm -hmm. rarely have a monster that is the enemy. It's you're, you're the monster, the monsters mm -hmm. inside you. And you've seen the fly, right? That's yeah, a big, yeah. obvious one there. Um, and you know, just the fragility of our own bodies as like something that is alluring and crash is about, I think it's about a lot of things similar to this movie, especially dealing with sexuality, but also technology pushing us to a point where, um, 
sex has become obsolete and we need to search for other things to stimulate ourselves. And this movie's dealing with that because they literally in this movie, it's a dystopian future where they don't feel pain. So they need to do these crazy things. They need to, you know, have these surgeries as the new sex and, and turning that into something where they can kind of feel again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, our, we're becoming more desensitized and, uh, you know, dealing with that with underground societies, you have that in Videodrome, you have that in Crash. A lot of his movies, really, like almost all of them have some sort of underground society that are aware of this, or at least not aware of this, but like they're giving into this movement of we need to find something else to latch onto to, to feel something sexual or, or whatever it is. And this movie has that with the shows and, you know, just combining flesh and machine, um, you know, all of that stuff is in this film. It's like all, it's like really just like the greatest hits of Cronenberg's themes and movies is tied into this movie and um, presented if, really interestingly. I was going to really say, like, yeah, if it's self-inspired, I think it's, if, if that's kind of how you see it and people agree, then I would say that, it's well skinned also with, mm -hmm. you know, really, you know, it's, it's a good story to kind of lay over. I that. think so too. I mean, it's dealing with a lot, like you said, the environment, which is something that he hasn't specifically addressed in his previous films that I've seen. Um, but this one kind of goes in that direction as well. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it's like a modern thesis upon what ideas he's already visited. A lot of people have said, Oh, this is nothing new. He's already talked about these things, but I'm like, yeah, but I think he's still saying something about he's bringing forward those ideas and he's addressing them, sometimes drawing connections to them in a way that maybe ha they haven't been addressed before. And then putting a like modern perspective on it, you know, where we're headed. Yeah. And this idea that they're showing this future that's really dark and grim, right? Kind of look, first of all, I love the art style, the HR Geiger-esque, like very alien-like, very creepy and weird mm -hmm. and, you know, bones and stuff. It's a future that we as a viewer find a little gross and grotesque. I mean, kind of cool, but kind of like this is a grim, dark future. And But this is normality for them. This yeah. is the universe that they exist in. And yet, you know, we're watching them reject um, something that's inevitable. So in a sense, it's like we're watching this future that we're rejecting and finding repulsive, but they're looking at a future of, you know, this next evolution in humanity and they're rejecting that. And eventually, as anything may suggest, you know, that might be embraced. I don't know. It's, it's not clear, but kind of showing that we will eventually embrace our own change in our own direction toward mm. whatever the future holds in the we have to adapt like you it's like the adapter die so. kind of message exactly there so uh -huh. interesting yeah. it's interesting mm -hmm. that's really cool so i really liked it i'm surprised that the ratings have been a little low i think people maybe expected something else i saw a lot of people saying i expected this to be what is it i thought it was um, a really interesting world built and honestly I, yeah. I did want more i thought it you know i think I, that's a fair a assessment of, i thought it yeah. finished abrupt uh which mm -hmm. wasn't like i was bothered because i knew it was close to two hours it was fine mm -hmm. But I, I would, I would not mind more if they yeah. elaborated more on that world. I thought it was very interesting. I know some people, I saw some reviews not particularly enjoying the exposition of it. Um, I, I really I, I like the myself, world. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was interesting enough where I was willing to listen to exposition, um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I really liked it for that. I I did want more. I would have liked to have seen more. I don't. Know I think if a lot of the sequels, but mm -hmm. um, or any sort of you know lore outside of the actual feature film. But I, I'd like to see more. Yeah, 
a lot of the work and like enjoyment that I got out of the movie happened after the fact, but also during, like I was thinking mm-hmm. about a lot of things, but because it ends kind of abruptly and it's, you know, it kind of, I don't want to call it an underwhelming, but not everything gets resolved. Not every idea gets, yeah. you know, uh, you know, fully, there's no re- full conclusion on everything, but I think that's kind of the point, you know, these are maybe ideas that we yeah. don't have all the answers to, but we can make a, uh, an observation on them. We can make an observation on, on our species and our, our tendencies and whatnot. So I really liked it. It was like the perfect, like more so than just like, oh, I'm going to watch all these movies to get ready for the newest one. This really felt like if I was to arrange any order, I think this would have been like the perfect way to tie it all off as well. And ended my Cronenberg marathon. And it was also like, what a awesome way to cap it off in this very kind of almost epilogue-ish and, and new perspective on and, and yeah. him looking back on all of his stuff. This was like a natural evolution for Cronenberg, in my opinion. Uh, he's not the same shock fest type director as he once was. And I think having this old guy, Vigo, being the vessel for that is, is a deliberate choice. You know, Vigo's not, he's a sickly dude and he's all he can do is produce these organs for art. Um, but did you might. think it was, uh, I remember you said it was gross. So I wanted to know what you thought. Cause I wasn't too yuckied out. Or yeah. I, no, I, I wasn't it was either. Super appalling. I um, said it was like a little gross, but yeah, like, especially for his standards, I can see, you know, if that's what you were coming for, you will probably be disappointed. And but, so that's, uh, that's a big part of his work too. And style is just, yeah. But the thing is, and I've always said this, I think I said this in my, um, review for scanners, you know, I, I, as much as I am fascinated with his, uh, visual and, and, uh, just the gore, the visceral, the, the the practical effects he uses, um, and the venereal horror, you know, the sexuality and all of that stuff. I really am much more taken by his like ability to get under the skin a little bit, like psychological horror and like make you ask real, you know, deep questions about the human condition and really like tap into something that's beyond just, Oh, that's gross. And it makes me feel yucky. Like, and and getting into your head a little bit more in a way that haunts you and um, brings up some good points. I thought it was really, I thought it worked really well that basically, Mm -hmm. well, that's my other question also is they say that pain is no longer a problem of the future Mm -hmm. that they're living in. But mm-hmm. they're still getting sensation um, from basically cutting themselves open. There's a lot of people other than the main character that, you know, they're inflicting self-harm or having somebody else, you mm-hmm. know, cut cut them to... Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't tell if they're getting a sensation from that. I didn't know if pain was just minimized or if it was completely gone. The way they made it seem, at least, was that they have... And, and, and like an opening exposition for when they talk about, you know, right. that pain I don't think and that's infection or a, a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just wasn't sure if it was completely unfilled because people don't wince or anything. It's it's extremely, I can't tell if it's the idea that it's happening or if it's them seeing it happening. But I, it, I couldn't tell if it was them feeling it when they're not supposed right. to, be able to feel pain. So I don't know if it's 100% clear, but I, I would say that, yeah, they can't feel pain. So it was just the idea of like, oh, you slice me open. Like maybe just the yeah. the sight of that, like it, yeah. it, it brings something in like to to be still confronted with like the fragility of your own body 
is still like a, a triggering thing. You know? I did like, like that. That was the subculture was, you know, there's mm-hmm. this pain through or mm-hmm. this is pleasure through pain. Mm-hmm. But I was also trying to wrap my head around, is it pain or are they feeling anything at all? I just, I think I, it's, they're not feeling pain. Only a few can. Okay. Uh, I did want to shout out to the performances. I mean, Vigo was great. Um, but I was really surprised with Kristen Stewart. I've, I've always kind of, I've been more and more impressed with her, uh, more recent work, especially the Spencer. She was fantastic. Thought she should have won that you, award. I, I liked, uh, his performance partner. They call it. I don't know her actual actress name. If you haven't uh, pulled up, you can get the do. Yeah. I thought she was really good for Chris Kirsten Stewart, um, or Kristen Stewart. Um, I feel like she fits really well when she plays those timid, uh, yeah. introverted roles. Somebody who's Tim Lynn was her character. Tim Lynn. Tim, well, Tim there Lynn. you go. Uh, yeah. very shy. <laughs> Not that her performance wasn't good. I thought it was fine. She did it well, but yeah, I, I think she I, kind I, of I like, feel she leans yeah. into those parts a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was like her weaponizing it this time. Like she was like, I'm going to crank that like awkwardness to a point of uncomfortability and maybe even comedic effect. Um, because that is what she's known for. And that's why I liked it. I was like, Oh, she's kind of playing it up here. Okay. Uh, and I, I liked that aspect of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it go that far yeah. yet. So she was really good. I thought, yeah, she was uh, honestly, it was a good cast and it made mm-hmm. me interested. And in, again, the, there was, was multiple good, yeah. parties. So that's why I felt there was more story for everybody kind of just wanted to see how it does. Uh, things were getting twisted at a certain point. There was a lot of foul play. Um, and there, there was a lot going on between each of the characters. So um, I felt like there was more that there is to be seen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, know how much more we ought to talk about it. I, I still want to see this kind movie. Of, well, sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, uh, keep going. Keep going. Uh, I was just going to say, like, you know, there were some striking references to his older works that I don't want to say they're spoilers, but like, they do mention the idea of a saliva, a white saliva that breaks down food in this movie. Yeah. And does that sound familiar, Ray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. So, Damn. you know, and then that's a reference to the fly. Yeah. Uh, they, t- you know, dead I love ringers. that about that movie too. I yeah. Mean, that was a cool detail. And they bring that yeah. back in this movie in some way. And then the, the you oh, know, the so idea cool. of surgery, um, dead ringers is about these twin uh, gynecologists. They're surgeons as well. And they have a lot of scenes of surgery and the sexuality mm. of that surgery because they're gynecologists. They're fucking doing surgery on vaginas. Mm-hmm. So like there's like that angle of surgery and sexuality combined. You know, crash mm-hmm. is about people getting um, ter- like a fetish from after they get into an accident. They're like kind of permanently allured by the idea of crashing and, and the fragility of their own bodies. And, and that turns them on sexually, like to be that close to death and to be. And so they simulate crashes to get off and it becomes their new thing. That's also kind of a theme in this movie. Videodrome kind of deals with that as well. Um, and, you know, the idea of like in scanners as people who are born with these certain abilities that, um, you know, they have to live underground, but they're trying to like get a, a wider movement. And that's in this movie as well. Like there's ton like you can just draw all these connections to previous works that he's made, but it all really works very well in this one story. So to me, it felt like, calling back to his previous uh, movie. So I really like that. So I just kind of wanted to throw out the specifics because it was just pretty jarring. I haven't seen anybody else mention how 
this movie really feels like a, a you know greatest hits of ideas that Cronenberg's obsessed with. Did you watch anything, Ray? Uh, I just watched Dazed and Confused again. I, I literally came home last night from the Dodger game, and then I was just like, I'm gonna watch Dazed and Confused again. And uh, it's it's also partially because like I was watching Stranger Things lately, so kind of when I get into like the seventies vibe, how, how have you been 80s. liking Stranger Things? By the way, you told it's been us fun, yeah. man. Where, yeah, where, I think where, like where it's a great normal show. I'm still in the second season, okay. but it's it's been fun. Um, like I said, I feel like it should have just been one season. But yeah, it, it influenced me to go watch Days and Confused, classic movie, of course, made in the '90s. Um, Link later, and it was just as good. Um, every time I watch that movie, there's always something that I come across that I'm just like, "Damn, that's like so awesome!" I, I like the characters, and the first time you watch it, you kind of feel like you're just hanging out with a bunch of kids. But this time around, you kind of just like I see Pink, like the main character, basically, or one of the main characters. Um, I always see like his different. I guess, relationships with all the different characters throughout the film. And it's just interesting. It's actually really about like growing up, trying to figure out like who you are as an individual. But um, Days and Confused was great. Um, other than that, that's the only movie, Top Gun and uh, Who Killed Captain Alex. I love Ben Affleck and Days and Confused, that guy. Dude, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he's great in that. He's great in that. That guy goes you know, full bully. Mm-hmm. He is an actual McGuire boy in real life, too. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Rich? You watch anything? Uh, I watched Pacific Rim. Um, and Ooh. to my surprise, uh, I think his name is Charlie Hunnam. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, I guess. I never knew that was Charlie Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, the main Wait, character. You've never seen Pacific Rim before? I have. That's why. Oh. I just never, I've never, I never seen put two and two together. So I was like, that's the fucking guy from Sons of Anarchy. I always thought it was some nameless, faceless actor. <laughs> I always just thought they grabbed some, like the guy from fucking Aragon. You know, nobody ever saw that guy again, but I don't know. Right. Uh, but yeah, that movie's just fun. Um, it's just fun to watch, fun to look at. Uh yeah, it's just been a while since I seen it, and I just threw it on just to pass the time, I guess. But yeah, it's it's Del Toro. All right. To me, that's, that's like what watch, the Transformers yeah. movies should be. I don't mm. know, like they're not as f- fun that, but that one is just kind of really dominant. Grim, like hit or miss. That's because I'm a not hit. sure. Oh, okay. it's a hit because sure. I don't know if like there's like other people out there that have like a different take on it. Um, I heard there was like certain people that don't like it, and there's certain people that like absolutely love that movie. So, um, I, I feel yeah. like there's at a lot first to glance, I mean, it's I feel pretty... like at first glance is like, oh, this is just another robot battle in the big yeah, city. Movie, it might get which, that bad rap there, but but like when you actually sit down and watch it, you're like, oh no, this is different because it's fucking Del Toro making it. Like he's not Michael right. Bay. He knows how to add some yeah. personality and some flair and some genuinely interesting. Yeah, he has set his personal pieces. touch on it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the set pieces inside the Jaegers, it's, it's oh, all, yeah. you know, that's, it's never. Color overload. Yeah. It's, and mm. even the, what is it? The control center where they're at the head. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no CGI behind them really. Not at least not a lot from what I'm thinking about, but all that stuff is really there. It's, you know, it's a, it's a real set. So it makes it feel very, very real and it moves. It's all, you know, they're, they're moving around in there. And so um, it's all, it's a functioning set. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Absolutely. Um, and it kicked off a lot, you know, there's the whole Kaiju talk since then that I feel like that kickstarted oh, yeah. a lot of the, the new Godzilla and King Kong 
uh, movies, which, you know, nobody even knew what the fuck a kaiju was until this movie. <laughs> so I feel like, at least in my personal opinion. So, and people are yeah, still, was, people yeah. are still rooting for, you know, Jaegers to be brought into that universe. There's still a lot of uh, forums online. I don't that, doubt it, man. You know, I don't doubt that. that. Unfortunately, I mean, they already the fucked had to the Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah, I was going to say they already <laughs> fucked it up. Well, we got to check out Atlantic Rim as a deep cut. I mean, right. that's a proper deep cut there. Yeah. I feel like, uh, man, should we? I mean, we could do that well. this week. Yeah. Should we? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, let's do that. Um, where is it at, though? It's a short watch. Um, Where did I find it at? I th- I know I found it. Oh, somewhere. it's on Tubi. Perfect. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a 1.0 average. Oh, my God. Oh 3.5K views. Me and Michael love this fucking film. Dude. And, uh, well, you haven't seen it, have you? I've seen just about every. They have the the movie clips on YouTube because you couldn't actually watch it anywhere before. So wow, I've seen a, well, a fair amount of clips. Um, but one point oh, you weren't kidding. I will probably, you know, I'll still enjoy it in its entirety from beginning to end because oh yeah, really we're definitely watching this. So let's do that. Okay, That'll we got we got one of three so far. Three again. Agree on three. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Are we, are we demanding I'm a lot from you? Again. Come on. Oh my god! All right, I'll do my out, okay. man. As long as I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I keep it on schedule. I can make it. If happen. You can watch. I can make it happen. We talked about this last week already because you said the same thing. You're like three, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You watch Days of Confused, but you didn't watch Crimes of the Future. What's going yeah. on there? I put it on the TV. I had to go to the movie theater for Crimes of the Future. All right, man. my second That's, point. Yeah. Get AMC stubs. It is way worth it. I should. I know I'm, I should. I'm blowing this way, way it, out yeah. the ass, but this it's, it's well worth it. This is not a paid ad for it's AMC not. stubs. And <laughs> if this picks up, then they should because, I don't know, they got my money, so I want You remember fucking movie, what was it, the fucking service that you were- Movie Pass, yeah. That shit oh, was yeah. horrible. It was great, those, but it hardly ever works. Yeah, they were the days, but I don't know. Movie Pass really figured it out. Um or sorry, what is it? Didn't you Stubs? say you would like show up and it just like wouldn't work? Oh, yeah, and I'd be, yeah, and I would just day. have to pay for a movie like a fucking pilgrim. So, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> it's uh, a buzzer for anyway. Exactly. What's going on here? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it's way worth it. Twenty dollars. That's two movie tickets less, and a month. Come on, doesn't get any better than that. I'm gonna probably do it. I mean, now that I've have a surefire way to get free drinks and popcorn every time I go there. Like mm-hmm. that's worth it. I'm basically oh, they, paying. Absolutely. Huh? I was going to say they might ask to, I, I don't know. I haven't, I don't know what the perks are for popcorn and soda drinks and shit, but um... no, no, I'm talking about my system that I got. That still works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, my free bad. shit, man. Like, you know, <laughs> now I can get all the popcorn I want. Like I have more reason to go and get more free drinks and popcorn. <laughs> So that's that's a done deal for me on honestly. Yeah. The thing is though, what's coming out? I don't even know. I'm not I haven't been you know keeping what? my ear to the ground about new releases lately. I saw that there's Watcher out and I just saw what the fuck is that? Um, yeah, I have no clue. Couldn't tell you, but I saw it on the Fandango app and it's just in it plays in theaters. Nice. Play play, play the bit. I mean it plays in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean what you just we're just gonna watch any movie that's yeah in if I'm fucking paying for it <laughs> oh now I might God. as well get a movie out of it so that's what I'm throwing out there. Um, uh, I'll go with you, Rich. It gives me a reason to go. 
Um, so. Yeah, you I mean, guys, I don't know. I'm going to be probably a bit more selective, but if, you know, maybe try to get some mileage out of the subscription as well. Okay, bro, go watch so. the new fucking Buzz Lightyear movie. Have fun. <laughs> I'll watch that. I don't care. You want to know something? I have a story to tell. All right. So this is on the physical media side of things. Um, okay. So just to give you guys a little, an idea of my, of my uh, 4k addiction, my movie collecting addiction. When you're, when you're a guy like me, you really feel like you're the only one in the world, especially when you live in a small town like this smallish town and the, you know, physical media is dying left and right, wherever you go, best buy shelves are getting smaller and smaller. And it's all left up to these other stores, you know, like entertain Mart is my, my go-to. They always have what I'm looking for. Usually they mm-hmm. have a good selection. Uh, if I, you know, unless I don't buy stuff online. Well, my most anticipated 4k release releases, I should say this year are, were uh fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more. Mm. Uh, so I can complete the trilogy because I already have the 4k of good, the bad and the ugly Kino Lord mm-hmm. released that first. And I wanted to grab these two when they came out, they were supposed to come out back in April. Supposed to be like a birthday treat for myself, but to keep pushing and pushing, and it finally came out this weekend. So, you know, I don't mean to say this in a mean way, but I usually know what's going on with the 4Ks and the movies at that store than the people working there. It's just, it is what it is. No one really knows. I keep, I do the research, I know which, what shit's released and what's not, and all that, and where to find it, you know. Um, so I called them on Friday and I'm like, hey, just to make sure you guys get in this movie uh, Monday 31st and they're like, or these movies and they're like, yeah, yeah, it'll be here. I was like, cool. You guys don't have them yet, right? You guys can't sell them to me on the slide. And they're like, no, no, but you can uh, you can come <laughs> pick them up on Monday. We can't do that. Sorry. I was like, oh, that's cool. Can I put them on hold? And they're like, well, we only have a 24-hour hold, period, right? So I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's cute. Because usually I never have to put shit on hold because no one fucking buys these movies. I'm the only guy in town who buys these movies. I I, I mean, people don't even know what I'm talking about when I say 4K half the time. The people don't like, people look at me like, you still buy movies? Like, haven't you heard of Netflix? And I'm just, (laughs) I have to sit there like, yes, this is, I still buy movies. I'm the only last guy on earth who still buys physical movies. And, um, and it's always, it's always been kind of a pain in the ass working, working with these people on trying to find something when they're looking something up and they don't Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. And, you know, the reason the shelves get smaller is not because they're out selling. It's because like they're seeing that there's not a demand for 4k's and all this stuff. Why don't you just buy this thing online? Why are you so, well, here's the thing. What do you like going out and just grabbing it off the shelf? I really do. I get off on it. It's I get like, it. I get it. I get off on having that thing in my hand day one, and seems, I never have to deal with it. It I seems that. it seems like a lengthy, that. you know, like headache that you're you're setting yourself up for, especially if it's yeah. I, I ju- it's a religious experience walking I into Entertain Mart. It really is. I I mean that like it, when I walk into the store, I like the Best and Buy. I just take a deep too. breath, yeah. and I'm just <laughs> fuck Best Buy. They're they're turning on their backs on 4K and home media collectors, but like. This store is like, you know, it's my church and I go in and I'm like, yes, this is where I'm going to today, day one, walk home with these movies. Uh, You know, it's a great feeling. And, I'm, you know, there might be something else along the way that pops up that, that you know, there's a lot of used stuff. It's it's a whole event. And okay. um, and 
also with dealing with stuff and shipping, I've had bad experiences with stuff coming damaged or stuff, you know, tons of bullshit like that. I don't like receiving stuff. It's just not a satisfying clicking order and then having to wait, forget about it for a week and then it shows up and it's not as satisfying. It doesn't feel the same. So whatever I call and I'm like, cool, I'll call on Monday, put it on hold. They open at 12. I call at one and I'm like, hey, I'm going to put those two movies that just came out today on hold. And the girl's like, um, it's not in our system. And I'm like, well, uh, that's impossible because <laughs> Check it again. I talked to the guy on Friday and he said that they're going to be in your store today because they just came out today. She's like, well, they're not here and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, typical. These guys don't know what they're doing. So I have to go drive over there and um, and go find it myself, of course. And, you know, this has happened. People have told me things that just simply aren't true. This happened with the Dune 4K and they're mm. like, we don't have it anymore. And I'm like, really? And I found it online on their stock. This was at Best Buy. And I'm like, it's crazy how you guys don't have it. Because on here on the website, it says you guys have 40 copies. That's quite a difference from zero to 40. So, you know, there's stuff like that that's happened. That's, you know, I'm just like, I'm shutting your butt down. I'm not having it. I'm going to get what I came for. So I get to the store and then they tell me, well, actually, I look for a little while. Finally go up. I admit defeat. I can't find it. And uh, then the guy's looking for it and he's like, oh, uh, it seems like we had them and they're sold out. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, my boner deflated. I was like, what? How are you? Do you guys have one copy of each? And then he's like, yeah, we only have one of each. I'm like, first of all, that's insane. But I get it because that's how you guys don't what need to order hell? more because nobody fucking buys these things. Who orders one copy, though? Like, that's a yeah, lie. I don't know. That's a lie. I'm sorry. But Ray, have you ever well, working in retail? Have you ever hypothesis. ordered one of anything? <laughs> like, that's impossible. I would reject I would their hypothesis. Ten at least. Yeah. yeah. I don't Nothing know. comes I was... in orders of one what the fuck it's not like it's a fruit that's what's going on here <laughs> it's come on so i i was not not pleased right and <laughs> i was just like what's going on here you know and the yeah. guy said uh yeah like we usually with these new releases because no one fucking buys these things because you're the only loser in town who gives a shit about these releases we don't order more than one and i'm like this make this means only one thing that this town isn't big enough for me and the other guy who bought this. There's a new sheriff in town and it's, I'm not, I'm not happy. I have a rival, an unnamed, un, no face rival out there somewhere roaming the streets of my town who has the same sickness as I do. And he That's is, insane. I think they lied he, to you. He got I, it I within an hour. Exist. No, man. The guy I, bought it within an hour. Yeah. That's yeah. And he I bought mean, it. No, more bro, come on, bro. He no, bought yeah, one, he not, like, not bought one, but two. He bought both of them, which means that he knew they were going to be there that day. Yeah, he knew that yeah. was release day and he came he's just like you, man. I know he's, he's literally nemesis. like my, uh, my fucking nemesis, like my arch nemesis were like equals, but rivals and, and I, you equals, know, but I felt rivals. a chill go down my spine. I was like, fuck, I'm not dude, alone. Dude. I sense another master. I sense another <laughs> And I was like, whoa. And I was pissed, man, because I was hyped. This was my most anticipated release. It's the fucking Dollars trilogy. Like, I love these movies. Some of my favorites ever. First time coming to 4K. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened, dude? This has never happened before. And I didn't think people cared about these old movies. I, I mean, I get it. Popular. But like 4K is no one gives a fuck. And so, uh, 
I had to order them on Amazon. I finally did. Yes, what you suggested. I ordered them on Amazon. It felt gross. And another reason why I wanted to get them in person in my hand that day is because what Kino Lorber does, this is getting specific, but it's important because what they do with their first batch of releases, they have slip covers, those cardboard Mm -hmm. little sleeves that they have them on. Now, you might not think anything of them. Some people take that shit off and throw it in the trash. And I don't care. That's your money. I'm not stopping you. But what people don't realize is that the good, the bad, and the ugly 4K, the one with the slipcover that thankfully I own because I bought it really quickly after it came out, goes for hundreds of dollars on eBay. That flimsy little shitty piece of paper, I've seen it go. I mean, I'm not saying anybody paid, but I've seen it go from like $300 to $400. Just for the movie with the slipcover. I think even in some cases, people just sell the slipcover for like a hundred bucks or so. So that's like caveman that, to like this ripping. It's it's a part of the <laughs> it's part of what you just bought. Like, it's, oh, it's it, don't even get me started cool. on the slipcover. Yeah, to, like, I get mad if even the slipcover is like you know it's still paper, so it still does kind of like yeah, it's yeah. almost plied. You could tell that there's yeah. multiple sheets that make the cover, and even when it starts to just fringe a little bit, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what you would call it, but. That that kind of hurts me even a little bit. So people they just ripping it off too. like wrapping paper. It's it's yeah, disgusting. it's not trash. It's literally has value. Those yeah. slipcovers they do look nice when you line them up on a shelf. It makes it look way nicer. But so that was my biggest concern because it's like if I don't get this first batch, I might not get a slipcover, and I would yeah. not be able to live without that because the other, especially because the Good, Man and the Ugly has a slipcover, and if these don't, and it's the trilogy, it'll fuck me up forever. Keep me up at night. And so, you know, I needed that slip full of dollars and I needed the other one for a few dollars more. And I did. I got them. They arrived today. And that's that good, man. And they both have the slips. So there is a happy ending. However, yeah, congratulations. There, there is someone out there. Dude, you know, you know what you experience? You experience like the Stranger Things uh, season two. <laughs> it's just basically the kids are going to an arcade. And I'm they find out. your butt down. <laughs> <laughs> they find out like some other person named Mad Max just basically destroyed their highest score on Dig Dug. That's what basically happened to you. Now you have to figure out who Mad Max is, man. <clears throat> you're not the only guy there. I'm going to keep you're my eyes out next time I'm at an chain mart. It's going to be like a classic Western showdown like those movies. Basically. And you'll know when you see <clears throat> him. You'll know when you see him. It would have been, it would have been kind of, yeah. A funny little idea would have been if you saw the slip covers kind of blowing in the wind, <laughs> his paper trail, <laughs> if you were just all torn up and shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't white... think this guy exists. I think they lied to you. I just I, I feel no, like man, trust this is me. What... I wouldn't have walked out of there if I didn't feel like they were telling the truth. I I usually go from the know, ends bro. of the earth. I'm a, I used to be a trader. Jerry. I used to tell people all the time. Look, I know when pe- I know when I deal with the bullshitter because I was lied to twice, and there's usually you get a liar. There's a 50-50 chance of getting a liar, but you know you, the odds are in the favor that they were both telling the truth. The guy was in the computer. I saw it in his eyes. He was like, "Whoa, they're both gone," and there he was only one knew. of each. I knew. I knew what I did. What I I he told me what I already knew that I didn't want to believe. I said, like, "You're gonna want to sit down, son of a bitch." Came into the store and stole my thunder. You know. So All right, you're still the master. You just got to find this other guy now. I got to find him. You know, I, I imagine that he's like f- in his 50s, super nice, a bigger loser than me. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, kind of awkward, but definitely like he's super, super kind if I ever met him. But like deep yeah. down under his thin veneer of kindness, is <laughs> seething hatred and just 
He's just you know, slimy. He's just he's well. Like, he's this just is like my enemy. Yeah, he's he knows because I know collectors how collectors think. You gotta get oh, into the God. mind of he a collector. Two also, he said, "Fuck all the other collectors. Fuck the next guy." That's what that guy said. That guy yep. said, "Fuck the next guy." But that's what and I would the last too. guy who's mm-hmm. gonna buy this. So. Yeah, clear those oh, shelves next time you're in there. I go when I when I'm shopping too, and I see the slipcovers. I don't just pick up the first one on the shelf. <laughs> Think I'm, this is amateur hour. I look through every single one, <laughs> and I find the best looking slip, and I say, "Fuck everyone else." They can get all these wrinkled slips, or this case is like dirty and it's got grease on it. Like there, I'm not getting that one. I'm getting the best one. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else? I assume people who buy 4Ks are buying them by accident. Like they're like, "That's a pretty expensive DVD," but whatever. And they're just like, "Oh, it doesn't work in my player." Like, the that's how I imagine most 4K sales are because of how uncommon it is. But mm. you know, um, then there's the, there's the people like me and that this nameless he or she, you know, whoever they are out there. They, they, uh, whoever they are, whoever they are, they um, they're out there, and I. You gotta be careful, man. I do, man. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson to call as soon as they open. So I get the fucking upper hand. Like the the minute they open, I'm like, put it on hold. Because I know that my nemesis will walk in and have this movie. Oh, somebody put them on hold. That's even worse because knowing that they're there, but you can't grab them because someone has them on. That's even worse. You just broke his soul, man. That's that's true revenge. That's how I'll do it. That's how I'll do it for sure. And you'll come in like an and hour I'll even later ask Entertainer. Can you let me know who asked for this? When don't the... do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's psychotic. No, That's... Just let me know. Yeah, this like, guy kind of know what they look like. <laughs> now you know this number. guy's taste. Now you know that he's into yeah. Looking, you know Sergio Leone movies or whatever, and you know what he's going to be think looking he gives for next. A fuck. You know one thing though that I notice. You know I'm sometimes guilty of this with 4k buying but not as much anymore i've learned to control this but like i've learned that a lot of 4k fanatics and this is something that bugs me Mm. they literally buy everything just because it's 4k and it's just like all right dude. do you even like movies yeah like do you even have opinions do you have movie come on do you have any thoughts of your own or do you just clear the new the new arrivals rack be just because like just be oh this is in for like because it's it's literally they'll post pictures and forums and stuff like look at my new hall and Mm -hmm. it's like you know you got fucking fast nine and citizen kane and fucking you know uh I don't know, just random movies that have no indication of your taste. And it's all the stuff that just came out that week. So it's clear yeah. that you're just sweeping the, the racks because you can and not because you actually have any sort of like, I like this movie. And it's just like, well, this is in 4K, so I need to own it. And it's just <laughs> like, no, man, what do you like? What unless do you, you're insane, trying to start your own rental store and you need every movie that ever exists. Like, you know, I don't see what the point of that is like. <laughs> It's, I think it might just be my to have that. I don't have that on. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, dude, like it's okay to just buy movies you like, you know, I mean, I've made some, some estimated or some intelligent guesses on what I think I would like, like a blind buy for sure. I've done that. There's mm-hmm. plenty of movies I still haven't seen on my shelf that I still feel like, you know what? I think I'd, I enjoy that. Sometimes blind, blind buys burn me and I end up getting rid of them down the line. But fortunately, Ford I, versus Ferrari was one of those blind buys. And I'm guilty of that. You practically bought that for yourself. It was the funniest <laughs> thing because you were you were I, I was sold like, on it, though. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, it's got great like race scenes. I'm hearing this guy. I know, heard he was good. You bought into the Reddit hype 
Um, I bought into the Reddit hype, and then it was reviewed well. And even the personal account that I had, that movie is a bad movie. But even the personal account I had, I didn't think it was good at all. I think back and I'm like, (laughs) the only thing missing was Tom Hanks, basically. (laughs) The um, German Tom Hanks playing Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 uh. I remember that day you, it was around Christmas time and it, you knowing my love of four Ks, you were like, Oh, like just pick something out and I'll get something. So I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to pick one movie, you know? And I picked one movie. I don't, I don't exactly remember which one it was. I think it was you, 1917. You, was it? No, I bought that myself. I remember I bought that myself. Are you sure? I'm Cause positive. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm positive. It was a movie that I had seen that you've probably seen. I know for a fact it wasn't that. I remember buying 1917 on my own. I, I remember being surprised too. I, well, I only know because I remember whatever it is that you bought, we didn't end up it's watching It's funny that anyway. we only remember Ford versus Ferrari, yeah. but not the movie that I actually wanted. <laughs> but like, you know, you, I picked out one movie and you're like, hey, that's all you want. I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's all I need. And like, you sure you don't want to pick another movie? Was I'm it like, Die Hard? Oh. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, you're right. It was Die Hard. It was. It was. It was totally. I remember the Blu-ray cover was a lot better than the. We were talking about yeah the the Blu-ray cover the Christmassy one but yeah but yeah obviously we've both seen it was Die Hard which is like for sure Um, like a classic I'll watch over and over again and um, mm -hmm. and so uh, but then you were like ah just you sure you don't want anything I'm like yeah it's fine you're like you're looking at the rack and you're like you know look at this I haven't seen this movie before versus Ferrari but like you know it could be good and I was like yeah I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, could be. That was a big plate in theaters me. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it plays in theaters, <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> you know, we we uh, I don't need it though. Like, it's it's totally fine. And you're like sitting there looking at it. I'm like, this guy's about to buy this movie, <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna buy it <laughs> for price you. Too, yeah, you bought it for me, even though you really bought it for you. Which you know, I it was still gonna be mine that I took home, but you were so curious. That you had to you had to get it for me, and so I was like, "All right, I mean that's that's fine, I guess." I, I was movie. sold. I was definitely sold. I'll tell. I'll say that it was quite. I mean, it's a movie. I I said in my review, it's a movie made by dads for dads. It is like, you know, you just remember going to see a car movie with your dad on the Fourth of July and getting like a hot dog afterwards, and like, you know, some shit like that. That's what the movie is kind of the vibe but less it's also a very boomer movie warm i'll say super boomer Um, for sure um you know i just really i I, the big problem was i was like it's falling asleep like i fell asleep through a majority of it because of the i think all the beer that i drank and it just also wasn't grabbing me i do remember some of the racing stuff being pretty cool but like i wasn't that pulled into the drama um yeah it was it was a, a very dad movie and we're not dads didn't see it with their dads. It mm. was just, but you know, guess what? Mm. You know who has it right now? Me, my dad. Does <laughs> he <good>. actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Full dude. circle. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you know what? Dad. I can only think of one man who this really belongs to. <laughs> what do you think? What, what did uh, what did Paul the man himself? I have think? no idea. I don't think he's seen it or not. But like, I just know he's gonna love it. Gives like, you back, oh, get, sends it back to you, and tells you to give it to your son when he. <laughs> 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 time. I just know it was. I'm like, this movie's not gonna go to waste. Like, he's gonna love this thing. This movie, he's all about that shit. 
And, uh, you know, had I watched hey. it with him, maybe he, his enthusiasm probably would have got me to appreciate it a little Pretty bit more. Up, huh? But, you know, I haven't I haven't he hasn't seen it yet. I don't think he would have told me, I think. But, you know, it's in good hands now. <laughs> it's in the best hands. All right, guys, that'll do it for this week. Don't forget, you guys can follow us at Letterbox. This is Raymond signing out. You can follow me at Ray Amparo, R-A-Y-A-M-P-A-R-O. And uh, my name is Jeremy, and you can follow me on Letterbox at S-P-A-C-E-D-C-O-W-B-O-Y, spaced cowboy. And my name's Rich. You can follow me on Letterbox at Dick Visco. That's Dick as in D-I-C-K. Visco as in V-I-S-C-O. All right. And thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Uh, That's a fucking rap.